0: You're listening to the Sports On Tap Podcast Network. Cheers to sports.
1: Welcome on in to Pod That Two Brothers Talking Sports.
0: I'm Sammy Jarjour. And I'm George Jarjour. And welcome to the greatest show in podcast. Today we start with a clip from Ben Roethlisberger.
1: You know what? It's funny because probably not the way you wanted it other than the win and that's all that really matters that's kind of been the the story of my career it's not always pretty but we find a way and man did our defense step up tonight and the guys were they're just so much fun to be out here these are the best fans of sports they're the best place to play so a very emotional night in pittsburgh george in a game where i mistakenly bet the Browns not even realizing it's Big Ben's last game in Pittsburgh.
0: And that was the story yesterday. <laughs> yeah, man. And that's why I rode the Brown, uh, the, sorry, the Steelers plus three and a half yesterday thinking, you know, it's they're gonna rally around Ben Roethlisberger and his 2.7 yards per attempt. Uh, you sent me that stat last night right before I fell asleep, and uh, I, I kept dreaming of people trying to throw the ball 2.7 yards down the field, and usually that's pretty successful.
1: I was gonna say immediately, like man, just just taking my statistics right. I was I was ready to slap that one, but I, I got the credit where credit's due. That was proper journalism. Oh, yeah. That was grade A journalism. Giving credit where credit is due. So I, I appreciate the credit on finding that stat on ESPN yesterday. So shout out to ESPN, I guess as well, 2.7 yards, big Ben, man. But the way he said in that like clip is kind of the truth, right? Is they asked him how, you know, what do you think about this game? And he's like, God oh, kind of ugly and didn't necessarily go as planned, but we won. And he's like, that's how my career has gone. And if you think about it, he's always kind of been that unconventional, right? Like the, the 2.7 yards per attempt, um, I guess is like symbolic to this kind of Big Ben. Always was the most different. He's gonna be like the biggest quarterback that's in Canton one day, and he won two Super Bowls. Never was the MVP, but always was different. Was big-bodied. Never, you know, never was the TB12 method guy, and it yeah. always was a little different for him.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, we know a lot of people like that in life, right? In general, if you want to actually look at it, that will, in in a life point of view there are those guys who are I mean you look at it now Big Ben's what 38 39 I think he's 39, yeah. yeah. 39, and Aaron Rodgers is, what, 38, 39. Tom Brady's 44. Even Drew Brees at the end of his career. None of them have looked as beat up as Ben Roethlisberger. And I'm not saying he partied hard, right? It's not like a play hard, party hard type of thing. But it's the type of thing. You know the guy in life. We even know a guy here in Seattle uh, sports, in Felix Hernandez, but he didn't take the offseason so damn seriously, and it didn't let their career prolong or end as... Gracefully as they would like it to be. There's a there's the guys who are 40 years old. They work out every day. They eat pretty healthy. They're not drinking seven days a week, and they're 40. People like to look at them, and they're like, "Hey, you look like you're 31." And then there's the 40 year olds who drink every day, never work out, gain a lot of weight, don't really take care of themselves, and they're like, "I'm 40." And people are like, "Damn, I thought you were like 52." <laughs> and Ben Roethlisberger kind of falls into that camp. Uh, Just didn't take care of himself maybe quite enough to prolong his career to where he was uh, either playing into his 40s or playing really great here in his last couple seasons.
1: Yeah, I mean, that it's pretty simple. There's people that last long in sports and there's people that don't. And it usually usually has to do with where their body's at, right? The difference between a LeBron James and a Dwayne Wade. Now, Dwayne Wade wasn't maybe because of work ethic. Some people it's also... Just how your body reacts to injuries and all this. But there's guys that last till 35 and the guys that last till 40 something. Same with pitchers, same with quarterbacks, right. whatever it may be. Drew Brees came crashing down last year as a thrower and Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. Like, it, and he's four, three, four years older. So you can't predict it in sports. But the thing with Big Ben is, you know, that's kind of what made him unique, George. Uh, the big body, the only big body dude that we've ever seen look like that and still be mobile. Like, you yeah. know, if you're, if you're a kid, if you're 10 right now and you're watching three years, of big Ben, you'd probably be like, he's not mobile. Like, no, he was weirdly fucking mobile for like, right. remember he was like the, he was like the chubby Russell Wilson before Russell Wilson, like the spin out of things, like
0: yeah, get spin out, out of random and, stuff. And, and impossible to tackle because of his size, right? He'd be shedding defenders. Um, He was, yeah, you you made a great point there. Like, people don't realize the younger generation what kind of quarterback and what kind of mobility he has. He wasn't like rushing for 150 yards or anything. It wasn't like that type of mobility, but it was like in pocket, get off me. And oh, all of a sudden he's 10 yards downfield and rushed for a first down. Yeah, I mean, like
1: I said, he's the chubby Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson doesn't rush for 100 yards. Russell Wilson rushes for a couple first downs here and there when he has to, or spins out or ducks under seven different sacks before getting out of the pocket and making a first down and big ben was the slow motion bigger guy version of that and it's um you know that's like who he was and he was a special unique player and uh last night george i was sitting here in this airbnb that i'm at and i was like all right i want to watch some big ben right and this is kind of what after I, I rewatched his like post game interview, the clip of him walking with his family out of the stadium—I don't know if you saw that—it was really cool.
0: Yeah, it was kind of funny because uh, I saw an account. I can't forget. I can't remember who it is right now. And it had you know when uh, the teenage mutant ninja turtles are walking out with uh, the holding the, the hands, holding the hands, ones. the old yeah. ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was that, that meme. It looked kind of
1: exactly like it. It literally was that view, and it was like going into this dark tunnel. And then I was like, I'm going to watch some clips. So I looked up like uh his super bowl clips again i watched the last drive against the cardinals they're down but down three with two minutes left they drove down that that crazy san antonio holmes catch mm-hmm. um, and it was kind of reminiscent again of what i saw yesterday like big ben that game had like 150 yards in a super bowl zero touchdowns and a pick going into the last drive and threw that touchdown to san antonio holmes and it's like he's always had this like sloppy it's not all about numbers, just a big man out there tumbling, getting things done. And of course, with the help of a great organization, great coach, always a great defense, mm-hmm. always a great running back. He's kind of had it all. And uh, I'm going to say one more thing because this is important. Mm-hmm. You have to remember, we have to give Ben, Ro- ben Roethlisberger an all-time award because somehow this man... I know what you're about to say. And I was going to say it. With Antonio Brown... And Le'Veon Bell. Yep. (laughs) Both of them. And there was not a peep. Like, there wasn't a moment of craziness until they walked out of Pittsburgh. And, I mean, I don't even... Le'Veon Bell, he's fine, whatever. He was just dumb for... He was just stupid. Antonio Brown, I can't... Well, we'll get into that. We'll We'll get into that, like, my God, Antonio Brown. And somehow, Big Ben had a way to keep him normal.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, um, I guess you can't go without saying, and Big Ben also had, you literally took those words out of my mouth, by the way. So I'm really, I have nothing to add there, other than he does deserve some credit for that. You're absolutely right. Oh, yeah. Um, But one thing, you know, and I hear, I've heard a lot of shows talk about this and stuff, and like, oh, is he going to get into Hall of Fame with all his off field incidents and stuff like that? Uh, Before you get into that, I do want to say that's, because that's an interesting point.
1: I do want to say, speaking of the Antonio Brown, I think this would be a good moment, George, early in the podcast to let people know the end of this podcast, we're going to be doing a, what is it, top 10, not in any order, but a 10 of the craziest athletes in our lives or in in history, whatever, in honor of Antonio Brown. That's how crazy he is. Big Mm -hmm. Ben tamed a dude that we're going to be putting, everyone knows he's going to be on that 10. That's going to be
0: somewhere in our top 10 list of craziest athletes ever. But So continue. I just want people to know. Yes. And we're going to also be releasing something called, well, Sammy doesn't know about it yet. I'm releasing something called the Antonio Brownometer, um, which we'll get into during that. So you want to stay tuned for that. Um, so to the off field incidents, um, I've heard a lot of different.
1: I'm interested, different, right? George sees my facial expressions if you're on the podcast. This just sounds like one of those George gimmicks that
0: he says he doesn't like gimmicks,
1: but George, I
0: I don't love gimmicks, but sometimes a gimmick is great.
1: George is one of those people that always says he hates gimmicks, and like his favorite thing in the world, little does he know, are gimmicks. The Antonio Brownometer is the definition. I just already know it's definition of a gimmick. And so, George, I think you got to give more credit to how much you like gimmicks. I feel like okay,
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna give you one thing, and and we'll talk about this once we enter that portion of a podcast. I like when I come up with gimmicks, but I don't like other people's gimmicks. Yeah, like George is the type of guy that's like, if he did what Antonio Brown
1: did, he'd be like, that was sick. I ran off the field shirtless. Did you see that shit? When you see somebody else do
0: it, George is like, that guy's fucking crazy. Yep. So that's just me in a nutshell, in case you were wondering. But yeah, to the off-field incidents, and I heard a lot of people arguing about this on different shows because, I mean, that's what different debate shows do. not going to name them. But because I really don't know which ones I was watching this morning. It's what only thing on in the a.m. And it's like, will he make the Hall of Fame despite his off-field incidents? Um, first of all, yes, he will make the Hall of Fame. Uh, big Ben will probably be a first-ballot Hall of Famer. Um, there are a couple, like, my thing with his incidents off the field, and I don't want to make this a big thing about incidents off the field. I kind of feel like when people make, like, mistakes young at the beginning of their career, and then all of a sudden, at the end of their career, they they have had no incidents for the last, like, 12, 13, 14 years, and he's really been a changed man, and he's really been actually 99.99999% on the good scale since the two bad incidents that he had in the motorcycle crash. Yeah, he, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Like, that's what, like... We like to forgive people, and I think he's forgiven for whatever he may or may not have done. I don't think he's ever found guilty in the court of law. So, yeah, he's going to be a Hall of Famer.
1: Yeah. um, With all that said, I don't have too much to say about it besides the fact that he is a Hall of Famer. Um, Now, this can come off this is this can be like the one serious part of the podcast right like this podcast usually is a lot of jokes and a lot of yeah just (laughs) laughing um but you know i'm bringing up something else that's kind of a shitty topic but we've seen this with past athletes aka like kobe bryant who was forgiven for allegations it doesn't like and i'm not trying to get dms of people like well this person was guilty this court case whatever the court cases are whatever like we have people with allegations and we have some that don't. And in certain scenarios, people are forgiven in certain scenarios. They're not, if it's really bad, like Ray Rice, well, Ray Rice was still given another chance, even though he probably shouldn't have, but like certain things you give people chances. And I think big Ben's situation, he was really young and dumb and he's probably admitted that. And he became a family man with kids and changed. And I'm not going to sit here. And if, not if his wife's not making judgments and he's a good dad and he's not doing anything wrong anymore, I'm not going to sit here and try to criminalize Ben Rothberger anymore. Would I say he probably made mistakes in the past and he was a bad guy during that time? Sure. But sometimes people change. Sometimes you can sometimes we don't even know what the true stories are. And at the end of the day, he's going to make the hall of fame. It's not, you know, uh, he, he obviously, like I said, it was a long time ago and obviously he has a family and kids now, I don't think, um, I guess it's kind of sad that that's of course what comes up now. It's like okay, we we nobody wanted to talk about it for ten years. So like now we just want to talk about it because he's getting some
0: some love for a day or two. Well, like, well said. Just well yeah, said. You know? I don't I don't even know what else. I can't add anything to that. You just whatever you said was well said, and I, I totally agree. So let's just appreciate you know that he became a better person. Pretty simple, right? Yeah,
1: we're all about growth on this podcast. All about growth now if you do something really agree- like ray rice like i don't know that that, like, he, that shit was on video i can't get that out of my head like i probably think he's a bad guy but teach so. <laughs> different levels of stuff you know what i mean just like yeah. what, what you see makes things different um so you never know And if like like ray rice is guilty i saw him do it
0: <laughs> no. that, that's this was a stunt double he was guilty D- don't joke about that, George. <laughs> no, but he even him, he he was forgiven by his wife. He's doing some really good things know, in the community. Be, but it wasn't a stunt double. I I know. Come
1: on. That was that was mean. No, George, George George said no sensitivity on this podcast today. Come on, George. Come on. Ray Rice sucks. As as a, as a at that moment, he sucks. You got it. He sucked it. at that moment. That's the best way to put it. But Big Ben will make the Hall of Fame regardless of whatever. And he should. Um it's He's a two-time Super Bowl winner. And I guess the last thing I think I talked about this with you on the phone when we are planning the podcast is the dude has won two Super Bowls, right? And
0: mm-hmm. we probably should have only about- won one because I feel like they stole that one from the Seattle Seahawks. We're Seahawks fans. for Most people know that listening to this podcast. And yeah, they stole one from the Seahawks, but that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. They won, you know. Whatever. Fun fact: Both his Super Bowls came against NFC West teams, and uh, they lost. But he went to three Super Bowls, so I gave Aaron Rodgers his first one.
1: My point was is that he won two Super Bowls, and he's in a weird list of great quarterbacks that have more than one. Mm-hmm. And I was telling you this earlier; is it's kind of shocking to think about, like, man, like Ben Roethlisberger has more Super Bowls than Drew Brees. As of right now, he has more Super Bowls than Aaron Rodgers. Right. Um, you know, like he has, he's probably not gonna have more than this guy when it's all said and done. But like you know, he has more than a Patrick Mahomes. Like Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes have the same amount, right? Ben Rothsberger has one more. Um, and it's crazy to think because if I told you like Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers are the ones that get all the love.
0: Right, but I mean to be fair. Well, one first of all, winning Super Bowls is really hard. Um, but it's also the Pittsburgh Steelers organization. I would say the Packers is surprisingly only one too, but have only one one. Also, like the Saints. But I mean, if you told me, you know, just organizational wise, he was put in a perfect situation. I don't know if you reverse the roles, right? Aaron Rodgers in Pittsburgh versus Ben Roethlisberger in Green Bay. I, I, bet it could probably be three one or two one or maybe two zero one zero you know what i mean like it's also he was put in a perfect situation in an organization that succeeded so well and he it obviously he helped elevate it because of his play yeah i mean what they they have six super bowl wins as a organization yeah like, i think second only to the patriots and tied with the cowboys or something like that No, they're, they're first with the, patriots. No, the first six. with the patriots okay they both have seven do
1: you not know how Tom Brady works, man? He, Tom, Tom Brady, has Brady
0: six. yeah, six, six and six. That's
1: right. Yeah. And the, it's 49ers and Cowboys of five, Green Bay with four right after. So Tom Brady has more Super Bowl wins than any franchise itself has. So that's kind of crazy to think. That, but that's probably <laughs> a good stat. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, you know, the organization plays a big role. I mean, you have, like I said, he's playing for the Steelers, an organization who he's two of them, though. But an organization who had, does have the most Super Bowl wins out of any franchise with the Patriots, and that just shows, being in a good organization means something. I mean, there's right. a reason what Joe Burrow is doing in Cincinnati this year is really impressive, right? Absolutely. A franchise that's been in the dirt for so many years and kind of been criticized for its ownership, its its quality of franchise, and Joe Burrow comes in after tearing his ACL, awfully, just comes back and uh, next year and. Does this Wednesday, AFC North, right? Um, yeah. That's a different scenario than like being drafted to the Steelers. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to Ben Roethlisberger, man. I, I hope he makes the playoffs though.
0: Yeah, I was reading. There's a lot of different scenarios that, that would have to happen for them to make the playoffs. But hey, it's possible. Well, one of the scenarios is they play the Ravens. So one of them are going to be knocked out with a loss officially. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I can tell you the exact scenarios because uh, thanks to our friends at the NFL, they did email us. Uh, you know, we're a pretty big deal. The NFL emails us um, in the NFL media. and Roger Goodell. Know, Roger Goodell emailed me this morning and he told me that. Uh, to check my this, email. <laughs> to check my email. And here are the scenarios. Um, did you happen to go through our email and uh, take anything off of it? Um yeah, Probably. Yeah, because it was in there this morning, and it's no longer in there. But if you give me half a second, I will pull it right back up.
1: So George found us our Roger Goodell email with the playoff scenarios.
0: All right. I'm I'm going to read it out loud for you guys. Dear George and Sammy, this is your friend Roger Goodell. I want to thank you guys so much for being the best podcasting show on earth. Here are the NFL Week 18 First time ever playoff scenarios. These are exclusive and only for you. You're the first to know the scenarios. Pittsburgh Steelers clinch a playoff berth with a Pittsburgh win, an Indianapolis loss, and a, and the Las Vegas Raiders versus Los Angeles Charger game does not end in a tie.
1: Wow! So the
0: oh with love. <laughs> With love, Roger Goodell.
1: You didn't. You didn't sign off. You're
0: supposed to sign oh, no, off. Oh no, no, no! I didn't sign off because there's more scenarios for other teams. Okay, but just then read the end. Off. Oh, read the end. Hey with guys. With love. Hey guys, keep kicking ass. You guys are the fucking best. Love you so much. With love, Roger Goodell. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I know. Much love.
1: So the chart. One of the Raiders or Chargers will not make the playoffs in that scenario with
0: whoever loses that game. Yes, only if Pittsburgh wins and the Colts lose. Okay, so if, oh, because if if Pittsburgh wins but the Colts win, I'll, it's probably just exactly how it is right now: Raiders, Chargers, Colts. Right. right. But my my wondering is if Pittsburgh wins, Indianapolis loss, and Las Vegas, and the Chargers end in a tie, does one of those two teams go into the playoffs? Or are they like all right? Let's all three tie? would be in the playoffs. All three who? The three teams you just named would be in the playoffs. Yeah. Okay, is that how it? uh, No, because if it ends in a tie, Pittsburgh would not be in the playoffs. It says exactly. So it'd be Indianapolis, Chargers, and Raiders. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So if they just if that actually happens, they just all end up in the playoffs. Okay, that's what you asked. Yeah. So okay, that makes sense. Um, so do they do that? It's like if Pittsburgh wins, (laughs) Indianapolis loses, Las Vegas (laughs) and the Chargers like let's knee the whole entire game and both make the playoffs. That'd be funny. That would be funny, but they both do not care about each other's. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, they don't Playoff hopes. Um, Well, good luck to Big Ben and the Steelers. It'll be interesting to see if they uh, actually find their way in. We'll see. They have to play the Ravens. The Ravens have the probably a very similar scenario. It's probably the exact same
0: scenario if the Ravens well, win. Well, you know, lucky for you. Um, Mr. Roger Goodell actually emailed me the Ravens scenario. I'm not gonna read the whole intro because we've already given you that. But Baltimore clinches a playoff win. No, Baltimore has a way harder way to get into the playoffs.
1: Oh, Baltimore cause, has cause Pittsburgh
0: has that tie. It has that tie exactly. So a Baltimore win combined with a Chargers loss, an Indianapolis loss, and a Miami loss gets the Ravens into the playoffs. <laughs> okay, the Ravens are not making the playoffs, so <laughs> most likely not making the playoffs.
1: It, what, what, okay? So, usually we do our three kings and three stooges before we mm-hmm. get into like the whole NFL week scenario, but because we are doing it now, let's just do it now before okay. we'll do three kings, three stooges last. What okay. other teams, George, um, from our good friend Roger that he emailed them over, I know our exclusive playoff scenarios, yeah. What is you only hear this
0: here, by the way? I hope people realize you only hear this here. Do not turn on ESPN <laughs> for this information, not gonna get it. <laughs> All right, um. I'll, I'll tell you all the ones that, like, really matter. Like, that could, you know, pick.
1: Uh Give me one. George, you, George you, um, you've unplugged your mic. So, plug it in, and I'll just talk people's ears off in the meantime. Uh, George is going to continue to plug in this mic, and then read off these scenarios, right. like I said. And I want, George, I don't want you to just choose yourself. I want you to tell me what the team is. And, like, I'll tell you if I have interest in it.
0: And hearing the scenario, so let's just talk about them all. Okay, I like that a lot. So we'll start up the first one on the list from Roger's email was the Baltimore Ravens. We just went through that. Next is the Cincinnati Bengals, and they have a chance at the number one seed. If you're interested, mm, not too interested. I'm more interested. Okay, well, is it a simple one?
1: No, then I'm not that interested because they're in the no. playoffs. I'm really what I'm really concerned about is
0: like. What's up with the, who's like, who's on the edge of this playoffs, you know? All right. The Indianapolis Colts are on the end, edge of this playoffs. Sammy, are you, can I interest you in a scenario where they make the playoffs? I would love that. Indianapolis, I want all the
1: AFC ones because. Okay. It's a, a, a clusterfuck. Yeah.
0: So Indianapolis will make the playoffs uh, with a win. That that simple as that. They'll also make the playoffs if they, if the Chargers lose, plus Baltimore and Pittsburgh tie. That's not going to happen. Or the Chargers lose, Pittsburgh loss, and Miami win. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So they just win. win. Just Just win win. the game. Okay. Next. All right. Um, You were only worried about teams that make the playoffs. The Las Vegas Raiders. Um, The Las Vegas Raiders will clinch a playoff berth with a win and a tie and an Indianapolis loss or an Indianapolis loss and a Pittsburgh loss.
1: So, but they just need to just win, baby. They yeah. need to just win, baby.
0: Yeah. Okay. The Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> okay. They make the playoffs with a win or a tie. So if they lose, they're done. Yep. Yeah. Or well, yeah, only lose. They can tie. But if they lose, they're
1: done. Because some of the other team, like the Raiders, can lose. But if other teams lose, they have their chance
0: still. Exactly. So yeah, Chargers just need—they got to win or they're done. Basically, um, and you know and that's what's
1: going to happen, George.
0: They're probably going to choke because it's a
1: Pro- Chargers thing. Like a kicker's probably going to miss a thirty-yard chip shot. It's yeah. them and the Vikings. I swear, always.
0: Yeah, like a thirty-yard
1: kick. It um,
0: always has. Also, always uh,
1: make sure you save this email. I'll, I'll make out a nice little for our listeners and for whoever um, on the sportsontap.com dot uh, and on our social media at Pod Then at the Sports on Tap. I'll try to post uh, especially on Instagram and Twitter and on the website. I'll post. A, I'll make a graphic. With the teams and like the who can make the playoffs and write out the scenarios on a on a graphic if you want to see all these by hand too.
0: All right, perfect. Um, we will not forward you Roger's email, so don't ask. No, that's um,
1: illegal. Okay. He says it's so that, us.
0: yeah, it's confidential. Sorry, it's you know, big business shit. Um NFC, there's a couple scenarios. It's really easy. Uh, Arizona wins the division with an Arizona win and a Chargers loss. Um the Rams win the division with a with a win and an Arizona loss or just win. So pretty simple there. And then there's only two teams. There's one spot left. Uh, Everyone else is clinched. The Saints make the playoffs with a win and a San Francisco loss. And the 49ers make the playoffs with a win or a New Orleans loss. Who's the sixth seed? Uh, The Eagles. Well, it depends. I mean, I think the Eagles could end up being the seventh seed, uh, but they're clinched.
1: Wow, I didn't even I didn't realize that.
0: Yeah, they're that clinch. win in
1: Washington was, cl- you know, first of all, I just feel like San Francisco is going to make it because they'll either win or I don't trust New Orleans
0: in their quarterback situation. I just feel like San Francisco is going to be in the playoffs. Personally. Well, who who do these two teams play? I mean, all right, so I'm going to look this up, and it's an easy scenario. So the Forty ers play the Rams in Los Angeles, and the Saints play the Falcons in Atlanta. So. Um definitely an easier game for the Saints, but they have Taysom Hill out quarterback, so you never really know.
1: Yeah. Oh God. And for the uh 49ers, the Rams are trying to get the one seed potentially or clinch the division, I mean, for a yeah, home field. So, game.
0: so it That's is tough. a little
1: bit difficult. Yeah, it's a difficult and game. Jimmy Garoppolo might him. have a bad finger still, right? So like mm-hmm. well, I think it's still bad, even if he plays. I don't think but it's gonna play. be naturally there's he almost played last week. There's no way they can trust Trey Lance against the Rams.
0: No, they don't want to unless it's like they're forced to do so.
1: Yeah. And I, I'm surprised, man, I forgot the Falcons don't have a chance anymore. They were kind of weirdly there too all year. Uh, that would have been cool if that game was like a winner in between Saints and Falcons. It's probably yeah. one game different. So I Falcons won last week. I think they'd be there. Uh, but I did want to talk about the Eagles because I, for some reason, just it shocks me. Like, uh, I, I kind of like them now. Like, I think they're bad still for some reason. They have an easy schedule and the division's not too hard. But, you know, everybody made fun of Nick Santorini. What is his name? Seriani. Cer- Seriani. Santorini. <laughs> because he, I know, I just went for like anything <laughs> just, that sounded like Greek. Santorini. Pick, pick the place in Greece. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Nick Santorini. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I, know, I, just, I found that so funny. Because <laughs> it's he's like, it sounds like Italian Greek. And I just went with the closest name to, what was it? <laughs> Ceriani. Ceriani. yeah, I just was like Santorini whatever so everyone made fun of him because he was stuttering in his like introductory press conference remember that and then and he every- also
0: said that he was made his there. players play rock paper scissors
1: yeah he, he did a lot of interesting things in like two three no four weeks ago five sorry it was seven weeks ago nine uh, those so many different numbers yes. it was nine weeks ago because they're seven and two since this press conference do you remember where he did the press conference, like about the roots and the flowers? Yeah, I do remember. And everyone that. made fun of him. He was like, and cause he was stuttering in this one again, too. Like it's okay. Here's the thing. It sounds fucked up, right? But we're talking about NFL coaches. Everyone believes in like the guy that's like clear cut the man. Like he doesn't, you're an NFL coach. You don't stutter. Like you don't right. have nerves. He's like a young head coach. that I think just happens to stutter when he talks. And he had that stuttering in his initial press conference. And then in this interview, he's doing the whole like he was like, you know, I'm telling my players we, we planted the seeds, you know, uh uh, and then he was like, the roots gotta grow out, and as the roots grow is when the flower's gonna blossom. And then like he was just stuttering through this like whole analogy. And the Eagles have been seven and two since. And I think Jalen Hurts said something uh uh after the game. He was like, he's like We were just building the roots, and look, we've now blossomed when they clinched the playoffs. And I was like... No, that's great. Well, tell me, like, they obviously, like, somebody like Jalen, obviously, they like the coach. Like, I know a lot of people are making fun of him in the media. It was his first year as the Eagles head coach. Uh, He's had all these, like, interesting press conferences. And look at this. Like, looks like the players rallied around him, seven and two to end the season. And the Eagles, I would have been shocked if you told me the Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni led... Eagles were making the playoffs this year.
0: Yeah, I would have been shocked if you told me that before the season. Couple things, uh, I think Jalen Hurts' run of bad luck is over and losing his job. He almost like got uh, <laughs> trumpled by the uh, Washington football team's railing, and all the fans almost fell on his knee. And he dodged it for the first time in his career. Like he dodged had port- a moment. <laughs> <laughs> he dodged a moment. So maybe this is like the coming out. Like, epiphany moment for uh Jalen Hurts. And second of all, the reason this team's so good is they have an identity, right? Like, they know what they are. Like, there's, there's no thrills here. They run the ball really damn good. They're the best team on the ground in fo- football as far as, like, I think yards per carry and how much they run. They don't have the best running back in football, but they run the ball. That's what they do. And... They play really good defense. And when you have an identity, sometimes you can be a really good team because the team buys in to that identity, and the head coach is not trying to sell them something that they aren't. He's probably selling them, we run the ball, we play good defense, and they've rallied around it. And they're actually – I don't know if they'll win a playoff game, but I don't think anyone wants to play a team like that in the playoffs that's going to punch you in the nose. Nobody wants to play them because of what you just said. And, like,
1: I think as stupid as it sounds, and some people won't understand this, but – you know, if you've played sports, you understand it. They're just one of those teams that don't really give a fuck.
0: Right. they like know they're if they're playing good, they don't give a shit. They they have they, don't. they, they think they can beat Tampa Bay,
1: even Here's if they, the they think
0: it. Here's the thing. I'm not, I'm gonna call it from right now. And I'm not gonna bet it. I, I'm gonna bet it if it happens, but they're not gonna win the game. But if they are going to be the team that, <clears throat> excuse me, that goes to Lambeau Field. Yes, yeah. And goes plays the Packers in Green Bay. <laughs> Sorry, just give me a second. Cut this off. Or keep it on as a blooper. I just choked on something. And I think it's on Jalen Hurts, man. That moment just made me cr- cry the whole Roots thing. I'm keeping uh, this so on I, the podcast. George keep it on the pod. choked on his own spit. So. Yeah, I, I choked on it because <laughs> I'm so excited about this damn football team. Um, if they play the Packers in Green Bay, the Green Bay Packers are really bad against the run. The spread's going to be pretty high because no one thinks the Eagles are going to win. And Lambeau Field, winter, cold. A team that runs a football and plays good defense will be able to play in Lambeau. Whatever that spread is, I'm betting on the Eagles. I don't think they win the game. They'll cover that spread. Yeah, and they just, like I I agree with that. I, I would
1: do the same thing. And they don't give a fuck. Like, there are irrational confidence people in this world. And in scenarios like football, it really works, right? Um, like, I feel like this is a team of irrational confidence. I think if you ask most of America, you, most people actually, I can guarantee this. Most people might not be able to name anybody other than Jalen hurts on the team.
0: Right.
1: Like nobody would know who the receivers are. They're linebackers. They're but whoever. most like, people would know who Fletcher Cox is. Cause his name is so, cause great. of his name. Cause you know, every wife in America is like, did the guy just say flex or Cox? Yes. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Um, the last thing about Jalen Hurts I thought was interesting too, George, is, um, you know, he ended up writing a letter to the NFL and the Washington football team about the collapse of the railing. I know, uh, I heard. Cause he, as he states, a near tragic incident. And I kind of like what he said. He said, he, read the letter out loud cause I haven't read it yet. Okay. He, they posted a screenshot of it on Twitter. Um, cause it's actually interesting, like the middle part, um, Well, I'm not going to read the first uh, paragraph because he's like, although I was able to prevent this on this day, whatever, you know, Mm, the second part is what matters. He said, through the initial shock, my first reaction was to assist those involved. However, while I displayed a calm composure, I understand the severity of what happened. I'm extremely concerned for the well-being of the fans and media. As a result, I would like uh, to know what safeguards the NFL and the Washington football team are implementing to prevent this from ever occurring in the future. Um, the resource of the NFL and team organizations to ensure our safety through playing this physical sport. But what happened on Sunday put both fans and players unnecessarily at risk. Long after a whistle, I look forward from hearing from you uh on this man- manner. Sincerely, Jalen Hurts. Wow, that was kind of Too a cool, cool. Like, like he did. Like that's kind of cool for like a just. Yeah guy be like hey i'm just gonna write this polite letter and be like you guys gotta fix this this is yeah crazy. but you
0: know what's crazy is you know they did not offer any of the fans who fell medical support after the game what do you mean like the washington football team the fedex field i was reading online that did not offer any medical assistance to any of those fans and some of the fans were hurt or scraped or things like that but like no they didn't send assistance. the team doctor like can you go check if anybody's no, right? nothing nothing it's so much different than soccer like I, I don't know I was watching the Tottenham Hotspur game the other day and right in the middle of a game while my favorite team was attacking the ref blew his whistle stopped the game and fans were like telling the official to come someone had like a medical incident in the fans even the teams in the crowd both not teams medical in, in the in the crowd both teams medical staffs rushed a- away from the bench and ran into the stands and helped the fan meanwhile the Washington football team is not even helping fans that fell it's not about the sport George. you just said
1: it, it's such a different sport than soccer it's not about the sport it's about the washington football team organization fedex field being a dump um on the field that's a dump the, the people yeah. injure themselves every fucking game there because of the slippery grass um, if you are at the ram stadium in la i'm sure there's a medical team that's not even team doctors waiting um
0: yeah, around. around yeah, I agree. Thing. I'm sure. I'm sure I you're think,
1: right. I think it's an organizational, situational type of thing. Cause uh, let's just keep it frank. Uh, there's a lot of shit about the Washington football team that's not liked by a lot of people.
0: <laughs> right. You know, it's kind of weird. Like, if you think about it in general, like Dan Snyder's a billionaire, right? Right. Like, he's worth so much money, and how do you make so much money? Well, pretty simply, by being really smart and making good decisions and running an organization correctly, how could you mess this up so badly? Like it's just like common sense stuff. Yeah, you never know. some 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 good business people fail some
1: business stuff, but you're right. It is a lot of common sense stuff. A lot of the Washington football problems was like internal organizational stuff. like you're a billionaire because you ran good companies. Like, why can't you figure it out here? It's a very odd thing. It really is. I do. I actually screenshotted this, George, before the mm-hmm. podcast, and I didn't know we were going to talk this much about the Washington Football Team. But I screenshotted the odds for their new names. Oh, yes. So I have to bring it it's up a, right it's now. It's a great. It's a great topic. It's a great transition from talking about <clears throat> shitty Dan Snyder. We, we got a lot of, a lot of negative things in football this week. We're talking about like Be- Big Ben's rape cases and mm. <laughs> Dan Snyder, and Jalen Hurts almost losing his career to a fight, like losing his knee to a railing. Like
0: a lot of. A lot of negative talk today. Well, at least we're going to talk about really good, positive talk at the end of a podcast, Antonio Brown, because that's some good content. Yeah, our last part is crazy
1: athletes. Like, there's a lot of weird, interesting topics this week. So the Washington New Odds. Oh, sorry. I get it. Washington New Team Name Odds. (laughs) I was like, damn, that sentence sounded wrong. Uh, Do you want me to start from the highest odds or the lowest odds? The highest odds, I guess. Okay, the number one right now is the Washington Commanders.
0: That's what I heard. Don't like it.
1: A thumbs okay. up or thumbs down, George?
0: I mean, I, I, I'm going to give it a thumbs down, but I'm I'm from what I'm reading on Twitter, that's going to be the name. Some some internal memos were leaked, and I would usually say I don't believe internal memos leaking, but this is the Washington football team. It seems like everything leaks there. Very true. The Red Hogs. I actually like that one. I'd give that I one a thumbs it. up. I'd give it a thumbs up, too. That's
1: only it's only plus one hundred more than the commanders right now. Uh, the f- third was Washington defenders. I don't like that. Like, there's an offense and defense, and Defenders sounds like it's talking about what? Like, they'd be like the Seattle offense
0: team. Yeah, I then mean, imagine that's not they what it have means. like imagine they have like a really shitty defense that year. People, you like, oh, know, the defenders that don't play any defense. Like, yeah. that's all we're gonna hear. Not gonna and work. I
1: get it doesn't mean defense, but you know, like it's, that know, name just doesn't work. And then we have two of really high odds, so it's probably not happening. It's the Was- Washington Armada. Ad- Armada. I,
0: it, that will not happen. And the Washington Admirals. That one seems like more realistic. It does, until I remember like how many times I know that the word admirable, I, I can't pronounce, first of all. And second of all, it's always spelled wrong when people try to spell it out loud. Fair. I hope it ends up being the Red
1: Hogs. At least Me you can, too. like do some funny like you make like some pigs and different things and i don't know make it interesting uh commanders just sounds it sounds like xfl teams
0: it Um, really does
1: i really don't like any of these i think i wish they went with something like the generals the presidents the originals Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, originals is my favorite idea still till today
1: yeah i I, I actually more i've thought about that's kind of the one i would think is the best like you know just the washington originals like it's dc you know yeah. and but commanders i guess is just sounds like coming out the commanders
0: yeah yeah it's like okay you guys are cool i don't more like a couple years In a couple, of years, I, in a couple of years it's gonna be uh deemed violent and offensive anyway so it'll be gone that's true there'll be no more team name which it's is weird be, because ten like just gonna be like it's just gonna be like see out over Green Bay. That's yeah, the exactly. Seattle Football Club versus the Green Bay Football Club. Um, It's weird, though, because like the Bullets had to change their name because of weaponry, right? The Washington Bullets. That, and they made them the Wizards. And then now it's like, well, now they're the Commanders. I mean, those are weapons, too. So whatever. What's the definition of a Commanders? Someone who commands people.
1: I don't know. Let's see. A commander is a common naval officer rank. It's not a weapon. Okay, you're right. So it's just a person who... A naval officer rank. A commander is also uses a rank or title in other formal organizations, including several police forces. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh, <George>. Uh-oh. <laughs> the Washington commanders. And then all of a sudden somebody was like... You know, Wikipedia, this is what's gonna happen. They're gonna announce their name oh, like on 100%. February second. And then people are gonna be like, Do you know that it's a rank entitled formal organization, including several police forces? Police and forces, a-
0: oh my god, and and let's shut this
1: down. Yeah, and then there's gonna be a shutdown on <laughs> Twitter. The Washington football team's gonna like delete their uh, new name and then like reconsider and then we're just going to have to go through this for a while. And I feel like, especially anything this team picks, this team specifically, specifically, like the Cleveland Indians changed to the Guardians. No one gave a fuck
0: because, like, all right, cool. You know what I mean? Like, well, I care just because I thought Chief Wahoo's logo was the coolest logo in sports.
1: That's true. But it uh, the hat was really cool. Like, and uh, they changed to the Guardians, and everyone's like, okay, whatever. Like, it's Cleveland. Like, this team, people have an opinion on.
0: Yeah. Everyone has an opinion on the Washington football team. And because it's D.C. It's and like most of capital. it's bad. <laughs> yeah, most of it's bad. So good luck with that, Washington.
1: Well, honestly, outside of that, I think we kind of touched everything that's happening in the playoff scenarios. Well,
0: yeah, I do want to mention real quick, uh, since, we, since we touched all that. Um, Is this football? Related? Because I have one more yeah. football related thing. Yeah. Okay. okay. Is it NFL or college? NFL. Okay, go with NFL. I'll I'll mention my college stuff. I have
1: two things to say. One's a statement, and one's actually something to talk about. The one statement would be, I say this every podcast now. If you do have interest in hearing about the Seahawks, which most of you, even if you're a Seahawks fan, probably like right now, like, yeah, we won 51 to something against the Lions. But if you have that interest, we do have our weekly Seattle podcast that will also be out when you're listening to this podcast. That one's probably out as well on the Sports on Tap Seattle. Just look that up, and you'll find that. I'm talking to Seahawks, some future stuff, et cetera, et cetera. And number two, George, was I have a confession. Uh-oh. I'm going to cue the sad music during this part of the podcast if I actually do that. If I if you don't hear sad music, that means I was too lazy to cue the sad sad music. Um, but I think I've officially, I know where it's going. I've officially had to like take a step back on Baker Mayfield.
0: I know. I knew that's where you were going with. It. Before you, you said confession, I knew exactly where it's going.
1: Like I defended him, and I defended him, and I defended him. But at some point, man, I get your hurt. If you were that hurt, and I respect, he is hurt. I'm not I'm not. I'm he not trying hurt. to like downplay that. And I respect the guts and the he. He's tough. He's very tough. He's a tough-minded. Whatever, but good dude too, probably. Yeah, but like, man, you're just not that good at football right now. And I hope that changes. I hope maybe he comes back healthy next year and it's a whole nother story or maybe maybe you know he doesn't get a big contract. It's you know, I think I think the Browns will keep him around if it's a
0: small contract. They did pick up the fifth year option, so they're going to I think keep him at least for the year. They could drop that fifth year option, but you might as well give him like a chance a healthy in, year. A healthy year and even maybe draft a quarterback and see if 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 you have a good pick and a quarterback wins to you, draft it. See what happens and let them compete and see who's your quarterback. I want him to succeed because here's my thing. I know you said you're off of him. I think he went from being one of the most overrated players in the NFL to being very highly criticized. I still don't think he's very good, but I don't think he's as bad as he's shown this season.
1: Yeah, I, I still think in general, like, if he was healthy this year, like, I'd still want him over maybe like a Jared Goff. Even though Jared Goff went to a Super Bowl, um, I think he's more talented than somebody like a Jared Goff, if healthy. But I I watched Colin Cowherd this morning, I think it was, that made a great point about moving on from quarterbacks, right? And like what teams expect. Like the 49ers had Jimmy Garoppolo, who went to a Super Bowl and has basically done nothing but win, right? (laughs) And they're like, oh, we're drafting Trey Lance. You're not good enough. The Rams had Jared Goff. Yeah, you're not. You're not. They're not good enough. Sorry. Like we'll move on. You know, uh, every team, the jets, they gave Sam Darnold three, four years. And like, you know what, get out of here. Like we're drafting Zach Wilson. and this isn't good enough. And the jets aren't even a good organization. Right. So yes, Baker's decent. Even the Eagles with Carson Wentz, Cause a lot of injuries, like, you know what, like we can't deal with this anymore, even though he's playing great this year, but it's like they couldn't deal with it anymore. They're standards. Right. So, Baker's not reaching those standards, and I know it's Cleveland. I know he took him to the playoffs. If he doesn't take a small contract, like, you know, if he doesn't play any better next year, also, like, he's not going to get the contract he wants, and he's probably not going to be the quarterback of the Browns. So I I am a little off on Baker right now just because, man,
0: games like yesterday, like, you can beat the Steelers if you're good enough. Not just that for me, it's like, all right, a couple of things. There was the Odell you were either side Odell or side Baker Mayfield, and I've never been a Baker Mayfields guy but I was side Baker Mayfield there. I thought Odell Beckham Jr was washed up and had not much football left in him. He goes to l a and he's just killing it, like literally touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. <laughs> I, I even even tweeted on our our uh, twitter podcast pod that Twitter saying, oh, I guess Odell J- Beckham's dad was right, <laughs> so. Like yeah, th- th- that that was number one. But number two is, I saw someone on Twitter today, and he's like b- arguing about I was like, oh, um, t- quote tweeting Colin Coward. He's like, oh, well, Sam Darnold's worse than Baker Mayfield. It's like, really? Is that what you're like reaching at now? Like, yeah, Sam Darnold sucks, and so does Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is better than Sam Darnold, though. But that's not like the line of franchise quarterback is. Are you better than Sam Darnold?
1: I mean, there's a reason that's because Colin Coward's like, you know, slobbered all over Sam Donald. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, I think even Colin I don't, now I, knows is I know, ready I, to move I, I don't on. Think, I don't think it's like that's the standard people want to reach. I think people are just trolling Colin Coward on that sure. one. Sure. But yeah, I mean. I will say. Day, I looked right. up OBJ's stats uh, outside of his first game. His first game, he played a couple snaps. I think like he had two targets. Since week 12 to week 17, he has 18 ca- catches, 188 yards. The yards aren't very big, but 18 catches, 188 yards, and four touchdowns. So he's catching touchdowns.
0: And yeah. I think I don't even know if he had four touchdowns under Baker Mayfield in the last two years. Uh, he had two rushing this year. In Cleveland, two rushing.
1: Yeah. He had... Four touchdowns in 2017 and four touchdown three touchdowns in 2020. So he had
0: seven total. He might but break 2020, that. but two of them were rushing. You said, no, no. This year was rushing two. Of them. Oh yeah, 2020 was last year. Okay, so he had, he's halfway through the touchdown total with Baker Mayfield in five weeks. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's all. Odell's daddy's right.
1: He was. He was. God damn it. (laughs) I didn't want him to be, but he was. All right. Well, I guess next would be uh, college football.
0: Yeah, just quickly. uh, I don't have much to say about this, but I just have a quick question for you. Does Kirby Smart finally beat Nick Saban? Does Nick Saban finally lose to an assistant no. coach for the first time ever? No, no, me either. no, no,
1: no, no, no. no, no. Me either the answer is going to be no, 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 no.
0: Roll tide! Here we go again. They win. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Sammy. Here's my analysis on the college football playoff. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, uh, the Alabama, <laughs> Alabama Crimson Tide. Roll, roll tide. The done.
1: That's it. Yeah. Like. When they okay, like if some people will be like, "Dude, Georgia's better." Okay, well, when they if they win, I'll come on this podcast. We'll talk about it next Tuesday. Talk about how great Georgia was, and it's crazy that the Alabama lost. But until then, I'm gonna assume they're gonna win. I was at a bar last night. I'm in Houston right now. George, uh, staying- before you get
0: before you get to the story, one more question for you on this one. Then get to the story because this will be a quick answer. Does Nick Saban smile after winning the national championship this year? Is it, it just doesn't matter? This question could have been asked after my thing. Well, no, because I'm done talking about
1: (laughs) it. i am going to story time because I love story time. Yes, he always smiles after the win. He just doesn't smile any other time. He smiles after the championship win. He just doesn't smile semifinals, SEC championships. You know? All right. Perfect. I'm at a bar in Houston last night. Uh, I'm here working remote for two weeks. So I was at this bar down the street, and uh, some guy was wearing a Georgia like zip polo, no fleece, no quarter zip quarter zip. Quarter zip. Um, I don't even know what call so those. It's quarter zip. Like the ones that just a zip from here and it's a long sleeve like athletic wear. Um know. very southern accent. It turns out so he's from Atlanta, but he went to Georgia for two years, went to Texas A M for the other two years. Um, so you know, he's kind of a split fan, which is he said it's tough in the SEC world to be a split fan, but he is. But there was one thing he told me is one thing that I will tell you is I fucking hate Nick Saban and I hate Alabama. And I was like, why do you hate them? Right? Like, I just want to, you know, just want to know. Um, and the answer was nothing about football or like the person. It was just, I fucking hate how much they beat everybody all the time. And we all have no chance. This is coming from a Georgia fan. Who's like, nobody wants to watch Alabama versus Georgia in the national championship. He said that. Cause he's like, We just watched him in the SEC championship and everybody knows most likely Alabama is going to win. It's going to be another fucking year of everybody else being disappointed and Nick Saban winning. He's like, he's figured out he should retire. We all get it. You figured it out. You broke the formula. And I feel like that's how half of America feels. Even if you're not an SEC fan, you're kind of just like, all right, we get it. Nick, you figured out this magic trick.
0: Yeah. That's how I feel too. He's like that neighbor, right? Like let's say you had a neighbor, maybe not your next door neighbor, but across the street. And he's like, Always says hi to you and whatever, but he like has a Lambo one day, even a, Lam- even a Maserati the next day. I and mean, he just bought a new boat and he just upgraded his house. And he just told you, meet him a couple of times, he just told you about his like new investment. He has a condo downtown, and you're just like, dude, how do you keep doing this? Like, we're in the same neighborhood. That's Georgia, I, that got that's Alabama. The, everyone else is Georgia sitting there, like. We're doing our best. Yeah, like, we can't get our recruiting past class. Here.
1: Like, we got seven five-star recruits. Nick's like, well, I got eight.
0: That's cool. <laughs> I got eight. Hey, oh, yeah. hey, what's up? Yeah. Hey Kirby, yeah. how you doing today? Good, man. Yeah. I just got 10 five-star recruits this year. Oh, gee, Willie, I got 12.
1: <laughs> yeah. And he's like, Wait, what? <laughs> like, it would be yeah. one of those things where if like somebody was like, Oh, we broke the record. We got 10 five-stars. Yeah. And like Nick would be like, Oh, that's awesome. Like, I, I just signed two more this morning. So we just broke yeah. the record as well.
0: Fuck. God damn <laughs> like, it, Nick. God damn
1: it, Nick. This guy. That's how Yeah, it Yeah, that's, that's exactly how they probably talk about him. Yeah, this guy. guy. Like, you even see a team like Clemson, right? They've had, they, I mean, I know they're in a bowl game and shit, but, like, they have their little down year. Like, even Dabo Sweeney has a down year, you know? Like, right. Nick Saban just doesn't. So, fuck. We'll yeah. see what happens. We'll talk about it more after the game. I'm very interested to see what happens. I just hope it's a good game. Me too. And I, I hope one, both
0: teams have fun.
1: I have one more actually thing to talk about before right. uh, we do the three kings and three stooges of quarterbacks. Because it's gonna be a quick one again. It's been quick the last time. it It's of weeks. been so quick. Um uh, I just wanted to mention, I just saw a tweet from Adam Schefter. And I'm actually I'm actually interested in this because you know how I mean you both like beer, but we both get very uh, bloated
0: from beer. Yes. I saw this too.
1: Yeah, so Troy Aikman was on Adam Schefter's podcast talking about his new light beer called Eight. Mm-hmm. Health and Wellness, John Madden, a running... Out of, oh, I was. that's what they talked about. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what kind of sentence is this? But it all coincides. The light beer called Eight about health and wellness, about John Madden, um, all this. But the light beer is called Eight. And it kind of makes me excited because... And for those big beer aficionados out there, I know you guys would be like, oh my God, but like, you know, I'm the type of dude because I like to stay in shape. Like, I don't mind a Michelob Ultra because it makes me not bloated and it's still, I can have a cool little cold beer. So I personally
0: enjoy it. I I totally agree with you because I get bloated from beer quite a bit. And just as for those listening, if you're worried about us, like, oh my God, you guys don't drink beer. Oh, we drink scotch straight on the rocks, so uh, don't worry if you. We we we've definitely poured it down, but I'm excited too for. Uh, that was the weirdest statement I've ever heard from you. No, because you know a lot of people are like, "Oh, uh, <laughs> no, no, not that. it's not real men drink the,
1: beer." That's not what well, made me laugh. It's the uh, this this is a, this is gonna be a, be a clip for me. I'm just gonna clip those words when we you clip say. It.
0: We pour it down.
1: <laughs> pour it down. I don't know what are you. What are you, you mean, supposed put say it down pour it Put down, it down, pour down. It. You now. sounded like sounded like you to make it trying to make some type of like big statement we you know we pour it down yeah oh yeah but, all right. oh yeah well his his beer ate uh only has 90 calories and it only uses organic grains so honestly if you're somebody that cares about your shape and does, doesn't like a super hoppy beer or all the wheat you know grains and different things it actually is it's a nice option so you know and it it's probably going to become more manly because it's a NFL quarterback that's doing it, so now the stigma yeah. will die. And remember, yeah, John Madden
0: liked light beer. So I would be more impressed if you made a beer called eight that had eight calories. Nice one, George. That would have, I'm just saying, would you wouldn't you be impressed? You wouldn't be impressed. No, because it probably wouldn't be beer. It's impossible to, to make a beer of eight calories. You can make a like it'd be like a flavored water. <laughs> I would be it would be like the most remarkable achievement in mankind a be- uh, calorie beer that's not happening so I know I wish
1: George's comments today are just getting to me well I think that's all we got before these three Kings three Stooges and uh let me just start by saying
0: is there any change to our kings <laughs> all right I I actually have a question for you because I don't really necessarily know if we have a change to our Kings I, you're gonna Brady. you're gonna try to hit me with a Joe burrow Patrick Mahomes yeah, what do you think? I, I'm totally cool with keeping Patrick Mahomes there, but like if you if you want to put Joe Burrow, um, Jamar Chase had more receiving yards than Patrick Mahomes had passing yards. I'm totally fine putting Joe Burrow over uh, Patrick Mahomes, but I'm also fine with Patrick Mahomes over Joe Burrow.
1: Well, with that said, it's Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Um,
0: Joe Burrow's had nearly a thousand yards the last two weeks. Honestly, I would say Joe Burrow. The only
1: reason I would say Joe Burrow is because one, what he's done for the Cincinnati organization off of his torn everything knee is remarkable, and number two is they just won the head-to-head matchup. And the fairness of this game, the reason we flip-flopped Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes was the head-to-head matchup. Right Um, now, if Patrick Mahomes goes out there next week and just dominates, and Burrow has kind of a bad game and the Chiefs stay in the number one seed or get the get a higher seed than the Bengals, I might switch back to Patrick Mahomes. That's fair. But for this week, I'm down to throw in Joe Burrow. I feel like he deserves it. I feel like he's going to get some
0: MVP votes. Yeah, and I bet you he ends up with a higher MVP vote like finishing than Patrick Mahomes. I agree. I agree, yeah. actually. Okay. All, All right. right, Joe Burrow. That's pretty easy. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Joe Burrow. That was wrong, but Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah, sorry.
1: Aaron Rodgers. George
0: just just, Uh, unincluded the uh, MVP of the NFL. Well, the problem is I was looking at my phone at stats while saying that, and Patrick Mahomes' name was right in front of my face. So it was hard for me to avoid the name. Not not the best multitasker out there.
1: Not at all. (laughs) He's like, "Ah, whatever. I said it. Well, that was easy. But Joe Burrow, well-deserved and welcome,
0: sir. Sir King Burrow for the first time to the list. That's right. That's the first time, man. He's the king of a jungle rule. The jungle is the hashtag for the, uh, bangles rule, the jungle King Burrow. Oh,
1: well,
0: wow. I thought you made that one up,
1: it makes sense. That's definitely their hashtag. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, to the stooges. I'm going to start with my favorite one because earlier this year, I was so honed in on Trevor Lawrence and he's, once very again, a, he's very easy. Um, you know, I have something to say before we get to the rest of them. I'm Me and you went through a lot of arguments on this podcast about, you're like, dude, whatever, the NFL scouts know what they're talking about. They say he's the greatest generational talent. And I said, but there's a chance he's not very good. And that could be a situational thing. Don't get me wrong. It could be a Jacksonville problem, right? But I think there still is this chance that this guy just hasn't translated well to the NFL. And we've seen guys even not that good. Like Baker Mayfield was on a roster who was just picking at number one the year before. Right. Came in as a rookie and broke Peyton Manning's rookie touchdown record. Um, We've seen guys like, I don't know, even a Joe Burrow came in and played pretty good. Uh, we've seen Zach Wilson have some sparks. I f- we haven't seen Mac Jones is about to make the playoffs. Uh, Davis like- Mills has put up stats. We yeah, we haven't seen that game from Trevor Lawrence yet where I was like, Holy shit, there he is. Just one, you know, like even against a bad team. He's had oh, okay games, but like it's 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 getting a little concerning. I know the the roster's bad. I'm not trying to discount that. But
0: you have to admit it's getting a little concerning. Like a tiny uh, bit a little bit concerning dude like the guy's been really really bad and i i'm going to give him a mulligan cuz this is this jaguar team has been an absolute shit show the whole entire season and they have no receivers they have no running backs they have no offensive line they have no defense they don't even have a head coach anymore <laughs> um but he's been god awful and there hasn't been like you said there hasn't been a moment right where you're like oh wow this is Trevor Lawrence
1: um, yeah, i'm trying to look up his like um
0: I mean, he had one game against Miami, the the
1: game they won. I think that was his best game. He was twenty five for forty one in London, and that's like the Jaguars' place for some reason. Damn. He was three hundred nineteen yards, a touchdown, and no picks. Um, that was his best that, game.
0: I mean, that's not like amazing stats that's or sixty percent. Like, yeah, you didn't throw anything there. And like, here is the thing: like, there's been four <sighs> quarterbacks in history of the NFL where this the, the four highest rated prospects in the history of the nfl are in uh, no particular order john elway trevor lawrence um peyton manning and andrew luck three of those guys were good could the fourth one not pan out maybe because what we've seen so far is absolute shit like there's not been a yes. moment i'm gonna give him a mulligan and this is quarterback prospects not a. Uh, not all overall prospects. These are the four best quarterback prospects in history of the NFL. And I'm going to give him a mulligan, but if he's not showing it by week six next year, and there's already concerns now by week six next year, if you don't see anything, then maybe it's the first broken, broken one.
1: Yeah. And I I will add this because I think one thing that we're all got to remember, and we've talked about this, and I think I've talked about it with you in the past, which was Peyton Manning had a bad rookie year, right? Yeah. not uh, I this remember, bad. Well, he threw twenty-eight picks. Remember, it's okay. a record for most picks for a rookie in True. the season, I think. He had twenty-eight picks. But let's just let's just talk about this for a second. Um, uh, Peyton Manning still threw for thirty seven hundred yards compared to Trevor Lawrence's thirty four hundred and they have one more game still. But that's three it's actually it's like three hundred and fifty less yards. In an era where uh, you are passing a lot, right? And they're not even trusting him to pass as much right now. Like he's like, you know, he, this is actually, well, he's throwing about the same amount that Peyton Manning did in his rookie year um, and has less yards. They were both in the fifties in completion percentage, but here's the glaring thing for me. Uh, 10 touchdowns and 17 picks for Trevor Lawrence, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Payne Manning had 28 picks, but he still had 26 touchdowns.
0: Right. So he was
1: you know, I mean, he, he was show he
0: at, showed the spark. So you could it, see like the potential. You could see the throws. He wasn't stuck uh, at 10 touchdowns in 16 games. At least he had yeah. 26
1: touchdowns, you know. Like yeah, no,
0: it, it, it's it's just bad. The only thing you could really say is now they're gonna get the number one overall pick. They can get him help. Um, don't In my opinion, you go get him an offensive lineman, the best one on the board. If there's not a good one at number one. Trade that first overall pick. Go get a bunch of picks. Build build this team around um, Trevor Lawrence. That's all. Could you hear that dog bark? That was- yes, I could hear that dog bark. He seems me. to agree very well with me about getting help for Trevor Lawrence. Fuck Trevor Lawrence. Fuck him. Get him help. <laughs> He does need help. Yeah, I mean, it's it's awful. It's god awful. I mean, it's so bad in Jacksonville that the whole crowd has been instructed by like their fan base, like not not the organization, obviously, to wear clown costumes to the Sunday's home finale. Oh no, I know. But like
1: at the same time, I get that. But at the same time, you don't want to do that. Like it's just Trevor Lawrence's rookie year. Give, not it's
0: not towards Trevor Lawrence. It's towards I know the that, organization. Bitch.
1: If I'm if I was a rookie quarterback in Trevor Lawrence's shoes right now. I wouldn't want my fan base criticizing the organization. I would love, like, some, let's sell out this game, even if we fucking suck, and let's show the support. We're trying to build something. You know, I'm a generational talent. He knows that, right? Like, we're trying to build something, like, let's just get more love than we have hate, is how I would see it, personally. So, at the end of the day, man,
0: they should just try to show
1: him some love. Like,
0: All right. Yeah, totally. But he's just, I mean... The he clown costume sucks, right? does, does fit the stooges, right?
1: Yes. He is a clown, a stooge, whatever you want to call it. Cause the dude fucking sucks right now. And I, I, I will say one more time, like you said it too. You even brought up Davis mills. We mm-hmm. have guys like Davis mills playing. All right. Right. Like right. Mac Jones is going to the playoffs. Zach Wilson looks all right. What are the
0: rookie quarterbacks is there? Um, But here's the thing: if you put if you put uh, Trevor Lawrence on the Patriots, I think it'd be about they'd have a season like they're having right now. Sometimes having that Bill Belichick as your head coach helps. I
1: agree. Like this is why once again I'm always going to say situations play a role. We talked about this with Big Ben in the beginning of the podcast. We're talking about it now with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, But
0: there's also the small chance that a dude just sucks either way. Yeah, there's always that chance. All right, who's the second stooge? Mike Lennon again. I mean, he went four for 11, 24 yards, no touchdowns, two picks. How are you losing, lose a game 29 to three and only throw the ball 11 times for 24 yards? How,
1: how many, what was his stats?
0: Four for 11, 24 yards, no touchdowns, two picks. I don't want to watch anything that has to do with the fucking uh, Giants. And Joe Judge had the fucking courage to go out in a press conference saying, I'm getting calls from people from last year. And they say they want to be on this team this year. They missed the culture in New York. What? <laughs> no, they didn't say that. <laughs> no one called you, Joe. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. Like, I don't know. He, he's
1: I, I, it's not all his fault. Right. The team's not that good. And their quarterback situation's been fucked. And they, they don't even know if they have a quarterback with Daniel Jones now. Like, who knows? Um, exactly, but I'll just say Mike Lennon has to be there. He's started two games now, three games. I think he's four obviously games now. bad. Yes, and he's obviously very bad.
0: Yeah. Uh, the last one's kind of tricky because there's like a lot of backups in there and things. Um, you could go with the Lions, Tim Boyle, since he's now started three games in a row. But he wasn't that bad, or Are you he sure he go... started
1: three games in a row? I don't think he did.
0: No, I'm obviously not sure if he started three games. Didn't Derek in in Goff start the game before, or something like Uh, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I don't
1: know. <laughs> my question is, where did you get the
0: information? Okay, on this the top, shows... from this, my head, this shows how much we watch the Lions. <laughs> uh... I watch a lot of the Lions games. Um, I'll give you other guys while you look that up Sam Darnold, who started, he was awful. Taysom Hill, I know they won. Um, But he had a QBR of 38, but he didn't throw any picks. I mean, it's either Sam Darnold or Tim Boyle. There's that when it boils down to the bottom of it. (laughs) Get it? Yeah, I get it. Or or Drew Locke, I guess, even though he actually had an okay game as far as stats, but the team's lost 13 to 34. So Jared Goff.
1: Sorry. Now I'm looking at like actually what happened. Jared Goff played in the win against the Cardinals, right? So mm-hmm. that was, so he's missed two games, two games. Yeah, I don't, that's not fair yet. We already okay. have Mike Glenn in backup. Who's played a couple games. I don't want to, I don't want to go with another, just guy who's going to not, he might not have the job in like 24 hours. <laughs> okay. Why don't we just go with Sam Darnold? He sucks. Sam Darnold does suck. T- Taylor Heineke's maybe getting there. You know, at the end of the season, but Sam Darnold's probably the move. You can't take anyone from the Bears, right? Because every week it's either like Nick Foles or Andy Dalton or Justin Fields. Yeah. And I'm looking, I'm just trying to look it through all the names. Like there's nobody else. Like I guess you could, nobody on the, like Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke aren't that bad. Um, Baker Mayfield, as bad as he's been, it's not even comparable to Sam Darnold. Like Sam Darnold's going to like not have a job. Baker's going to have a job. So,
0: I think the answer is Sam Darnold
1: or Cam Newton. Well, last week we did Panthers quarterbacks.
0: Yeah, but I mean, Cam Newton didn't even get a passing attempt this game, so. Did he not get one? No, I just checked it, well, uh, half a second ago, so it's, it has to be Sam Darnold. Okay. And uh,
1: shout out to Cam Newton. You probably watched the last of him, if you guys like Yeah, Just so letting you know.
0: He yeah. <laughs> so didn't have the, like the Big Ben uh, farewell, but that's uh, fine. Bad. Yeah,
1: <laughs> back to losing. Sorry, I actually like Cam Newton. I feel bad. Though.
0: I do too. I don't feel bad, but he has like a hundred million in the bank. I more feel like,
1: bad that like his arm shocked. Like I, I feel like it. It just sucks. Like he went from a generational talent to just like
0: your body gave up on you. Yeah, it's kind of weird because, like, he's one of those guys. Like, let's say Big Ben, we said he didn't take care of his body. I'll make this as quick as possible because I really don't need to Cam, go back. To I Big know ben. what you're going to say. Cam Newton takes
1: care of himself hella with food, yeah, every yeah, just injuries and shoulder shot. Yeah, that's awful. Well, I'm going to read those off for us. We got Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady as our Kings. And we have Mike Glennon, Trevor Lawrence, and. Sam Darnold as our three stooges of NFL quarterbacks this week, George. Um, one more week for them, and then we'll do some. We can maybe like we'll figure out like a playoff edition one to keep it. Going. Yeah, we'll find something fun for the playoffs. Yeah, or maybe we'll just like pick the, the like the one every week.
0: Yeah, you know, like, like
1: one thing. stooge quarterback of the playoff weekend and the one king.
0: Yeah, some, something be, like that. We'll figure something yeah. out. Cool.
1: We'll figure it out.
0: Do we have anything else, or is that all for today? That's all for today. Um, until we get to the bonus episode. So excited for that.
1: All right. Next up is going to be the bonus episode of the 10 craziest athletes. And we're probably missing some. So these are just the list we came up with no particular order. So for those, if you want to listen to that, uh, stay tuned and, uh, it's our bonus episode and, uh, let us know if we missed any, but until then, George You know what we like to say this is the sports on tap and cheers to sports thanks for listening y'all you're listening to a bonus episode of pod that two brothers talking sports you're either listening to this at the end of our main episode this week or just as a bonus clip um, and this is going to be the 10 craziest nutty whatever you want to call it athletes of all time and i'm sammy and i'm george welcome to the greatest show in podcasting boom let's talk about it george some of the craziest athletes um and we talked about it in our main podcast now you could be listening to this in two years three years who knows uh because this is a pretty this topic can last quite some time but the reason this was brought up are the 10 craziest athletes um was this is the weekend that Antonio Brown went crazy for the 17th time, but this time probably for the last time on an NFL field, taking his shirt off (laughs) doing jumping jacks in the end zone and walking off uh, the field in New York. So I guess we start with
0: Antonio Brown uh, as one of the 10 craziest athletes of all time, George. Yes, absolutely, and it kind of sparked me into creating what I'm going to be calling from now on the Antonio brown o Anytime someone goes crazy, I'm going to rate it from 1 to Antonio Brown. Is he 10? Yep, he's 10. I do not think you can possibly do something weirder than not just leaving the field, getting in, waiting for an Uber, getting picture take, getting in an Uber, getting in an Uber, and then dropping a rap track after the game.
1: Yeah, and then, like, being courtside at the Nets game the next day and, like, just posting things like, yeah, I left the field, but that's because I'm a super gremlin. What What is a super gremlin? (laughs) 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 That's what he posted on his story. On Twitter, he put a picture of himself and just wrote super gremlin. And then on Instagram, he posted a story of the same picture, and he said, I know what I did leaving the field, but that's because I'm a super gremlin. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? He's a super gremlin, bro. <laughs> like, you don't get it. Uh, and there's nothing about this guy that I get. And actually, George, there is. This is. He's one of those that might be the one of the longer topics on this podcast. Probably just because it happened so Two recent. Right? Yeah. yeah. But I, I have a Antonio Brown three year timeline on my phone. <laughs> okay. Oh, nice. I'm not gonna like read all of them, but I'm gonna try to do it quick. This is from 2018 till now. He was deactivated uh, week 17 for the Steelers in 2018
0: after throwing a ball at a teammate in practice. Um, he met with the I Steelers. Mean, that's a six on the Antonio Brownometer. Like it's like, all right, he's nuts, but not that bad. Yeah, he. They both agreed to move on uh, later in the year. He was traded
1: to the Raiders. Placed on non-football injury re- list because he had the frostbite on his feet
0: from <laughs> from cryotherapy because he didn't wear the sandals. That enters the Antonio brown meter zone.
1: Yeah. And then he... Remember, he skipped training camp because he didn't want to wear the helmet. That's right. He was mad at the helmets. Uh, the Raiders release him then because he posted on Instagram asking them to release him. And they did. He signed a one-year $15 million deal with the Patriots. Um, and then... A former trainer, Brittany Taylor, accuses Brown of sexual assault. Uh, while a Sports Illustrated article reported a second incident of sexual uh, misconduct, and then he was released by the Patriots a week later. And then, uh, a couple months later, he was charged with a felony burglary with battery and two misdemeanors for an incident with the moving truck company. Um, well because, I mean to be fair, moving truck companies usually fucking suck. They do, but not enough to have two misdemeanors. No, I he was suspended so. for 8 games for multiple violations. Browns Brown signed a 1-year contract with the Bucks. Catches 5 touchdown passes, wins the Super Bowl, resigns with the Bucks, then he suspended 3 games um because he mis uh, represented his vaccination status with a fake vaccine card. Um, and then takes his equipment off and runs off the field during a Jets game. And Bruce Arians, right after the game, says he's no longer a buck. And I will add for those that this is not the PG-13 version; this is the rated R version. He also posted himself getting a blowjob um, by uh, Tiana Trump uh, in his gym somewhere in between. That I whole forgot timeline. about <laughs> that
0: part of the timeline. That part was he also posted it on the internet. Yes, him. Yeah, online. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's gonna be there forever.
1: Yeah. So that is um another thing that Antonio Brown has done. Yeah. So
0: that has been a pretty wild three years, George. And All right. Well, you I'm I gonna to ask swim. you. Okay, go ahead. When we get to the one of these guys, you tell me if any of these guys sound crazier than Antonio Brown when we go through them. Okay, I will. And I
1: I think there's one thing, right? Some people we give Grief too. I I heard this example the other day. It's like, okay, you know, everyone believes in second chances and this like Josh Gordon deals with him with an addiction, right? People put their arms around Josh Gordon and are excited when he gets a chance and all this, is there a certain point where, you know, with some, there's there's gotta be a certain point of some people. You're just like, this guy's just a fucking bad guy. Like Antonio Brown is not
0: like a sec, a third, fourth chance guy. Like he should stop getting chances. He's just a bad person. Right. Yeah. He probably has some problems like mentally and he probably needs help and he probably has CTE and he's probably, you know, really in big trouble mentally, but he's probably also a bad guy. Those both of those things can be true, right? Both can be true. Yeah. And that's where I'm saying is I want to make that this part quick, but it's just, yeah,
1: Josh Gordon deals with an addiction and it's kind of sad, right? And that's right. why people wrap wrapped their arms around him. That's why when he scored a touchdown off the Chiefs this year, Twitter was excited. People were celebrating right. it, right? There's a lot of people that did not celebrate Antonio Brown being back on the Bucks, right? No,
0: There's a
1: lot of people that think like, why does this guy get so many chances? He's a bad dude. He treats his baby mamas wrong. He posts sex tapes on the internet. He has misdemeanor, sexual conduct, moving truck issues, like drama, whatever, right? So at some point, Antonio Brown's reaching that level of not just your fucking nuts, like you know, there might be some on this list that are just dudes that are just fucking nuts, like, because right. they're nuts. He's at the, he is almost at like, okay, you know, this guy's just like maybe a bad dude level.
0: No, ab- ab- abs- absolutely. Uh, right. Antonio Brown. All right. So uh, you start with Antonio Brown. I'm going to start with, you know, the next most obvious amount that comes to mind on this list, and that's Mike Tyson. Big um, Mike? Big Mike, uh, Mike Tyson. Um, Tyson. He's one of the craziest on this list. Um, The guy, first of all, we all know, he got convicted of rape, came back to boxing. He bit off of a ear. He he threatened to eat Lennox Lewis's children. He said he had a broken back live on TV. Spinal. (laughs) Spinal uh jim gray actually had to interview him which must must have been a difficult he's actually told a female reporter that he wanted to fornicate with her if he would only speak to her if she would fornicate with him he told all women
1: reporters (laughs) i only
0: do the interview if they fornicate with me (laughs) yeah (laughs) which by the way fornicate means sex which his vocabulary somehow is much higher than mine because I know what that means now because I looked it up like down way before I knew before this podcast. But fornicate, no one really says fornicate (laughs) very often. He also uh, has his face tattoo and um, he does, he does, does and uh, countless other things. He's pretty damn crazy on it. The the, the zero to Antonio Brownometer, he's Antonio Brownometer.
1: No, he's not. He's at like an eight. He's not even close to the Antonio Brown meter, to be honest. He's, I think he's like really hey, he Antonio bit off someone's Bra- ear. I know, but this he was in, he's a boxer. His a lot of his crazy shit involved boxing.
0: Okay, this is a very lot fair. of
1: Antonio Brown's crazy shit involves misdemeanors, battery, uh, sex tapes, walking off the field with his shirt off. That's not even in the game of football, like. Right. I just feel like a lot of Antonio Brown's surpasses the sport. Mike Tyson's stuff that surpassed the, the, the sport was mostly like verbal <laughs> things like telling girls he'd like to fornicate with him um, yeah. in interviews. But he's not, I don't think he necessarily has as much of the bat. He's not like right now, he does a lot of podcasts and people kind of love the new Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. I don't really think Antonio Brown has that part to him or a lot of people like still think he's awesome and fun. There's a no, lot. Of I, people I, like, I see exactly what you're saying, you and I, I do agree with this. There's not many people that reach the Antonio Brown meter. That's why it's an Antonio Brownometer. So, like, he has to. So, I put Tyson at an eight personally. All
0: right. Who's, no, who's next on the third? Well, I, I want to say something about Mike Tyson. Really quick. Oh, yeah. More about Mike Tyson. All right. Let's
1: see what you got. I just my thing with Mike Tyson. I think it's what's the best way to put it. I think he his craziness is underrated because <laughs> I like that. Well, in boxing craziness kind of makes you who you are right so Mm -hmm. one not only was he maybe like one of the top five greatest fighters of all time but his craziness really added to the sport and added to his actual profession right And like football i think a lot of the other guys there's a couple nba ones there's one nba one especially i think also adds to it but like there's some guys like antonio brown the craziness doesn't add any good value
0: other than like you're right in boxing because like you're feared right you're fearful of mike tyson i mean get a guy's ear off he's he will try to kill you no one's scared of antonio brown
1: they just think like dude this guy's nuts right in a bad not in a scary way like he's gonna kill me just like you fucking like are kind of dumb like we don't want you on our team mike tyson you'd want on your team because of his craziness it's like the opposite right totally get it well speaking of nba then one of the NBA guys we have, this is not the one that I said I would add as like the craziness was a benefit, is Ron Artest, a.k.a. Meta World Peace. Mm-hmm. His craziness is maybe funny and a little goofy, but it wasn't, didn't really, I don't feel like it added to his, uh, to greatness or anything. He had actually, part of it hurt his career, right? He was suspended for a season for climbing into the stands and being part of knocking people out <laughs> in a, in a, in the, in the, what is it called, George? The, uh, Oh, my God. The Malice in the, the Palace. Thank you. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God. The Malice in the Palace, that doesn't benefit his career. He's suspended for a year. It's kind of like Antonio Brown craziness there. But there was other parts that his irrational confidence, changing his name to metal World Peace, the stories that he's had about – remember the story he had about the way they played in the pr- playgrounds back in the day in his hood yep. was one guy. He's like, I saw a guy pull a leg off a table and stab somebody through the chest. He's like that's how serious basketball was when I grew up. He's like crazy on the level of not just crazy as a person, but he has like his own personal crazy stories and comments.
0: Yeah, he's like, and but I feel like he's done a great job of of go, going uncrazy. I guess is the best way to put it. Like he's had a really good second act after the craziness. But he's still crazy. But his crazy, oh, he's still crazy. Yeah, he he had. The one thing with the he might, or the one thing with Attis, he might
1: not even be on this list, George, if he didn't have that one incident in Malice in the Palace, because the rest of his craziness is more funny craziness, right? Like, yeah, comic like thinking his his, thinking
0: his psychiatrist after the NBA Finals, yes, and like, you know, like telling the stories, like
1: I can't believe Kobe passed me the ball, he passed me the ball, and like telling those stories, and like remember the story about like some girl was interviewing him and asked him about like something and they like got into his oh would you like to be called metal world peace or on our test and he's like you know what i find crazy is that like babies are born without teeth like what if it was the opposite what if we were born with teeth and they fell out when we're adults i was just thinking about that that's crazy and then it was like she was like well okay <laughs> like, what so that's the type of crazy is the mouse in the palace though is probably what got him on this list
0: right no, no, totally. That I mean, that he probably wouldn't have been on this list if it wasn't for that. He would have been close. I will put him uh, as a three only on the Antonio Brownometer. Me too, because ninety percent of his
1: craziness is happy and funny and good stories. Yeah, it's, not, it's not sad.
0: All right, so the next guy on this list, number four, and I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna like I'm gonna give you the next NBA guy, but this guy is john rocker of the atlanta braves now you might have been too young to remember john rocker do you remember him well sammy no i don't even know who that is so you need to give me some backstory why all right so so john rocker was an atlanta braves closer and he hated new york for some reason just hated new york but he was like you watched the hbo show with the the baseball pitcher uh east eastbound and down
1: you know the answer to that.
0: Yes. Uh it is more for everyone listening to the podcast not not just you. Well, you could have said we watch. We both watched Eastbound and Down. Yeah. So he was like the real life Eastbound and Down. This guy was in a lot of trouble. It got so bad about his comments, which I'll read some of his quotes here in a moment, which by the way are his quotes, not mine. So if you have kids in the car and or you're listening around kids, you don't want them to hear all his earmuffs. Ear muffs. Um it got so bad that there was security around New York when the Braves wanted to uh, came to play, and they were, literally had people watching the top of the stadium to make sure there was no snipers trying to shoot them. Um, some of the things he said about New York and Sports not, no. Illustrated was, the biggest thing I don't like about New York are the foreigners. You can walk an entire block in Times Square and not hear anybody speaking English. Asians and Koreans and Vietnamese and Indians and Russians and Spanish people and everything up there. How the hell did they get in this country? Yeah, that's not a good thing to say. (laughs) Okay, Uh, so this guy would not have lasted in 2021. No, no, here's some more. He said, "I've taken a lot of crap from a lot of people, probably more than anybody in the history of the sport. I know Hank Aaron and Jackie Robinson took a lot of crap, but I guarantee it wasn't for six years. How much longer do they want me to take this for?" He did not compare himself to Jackie Robinson. He did. Hank Aaron. Uh, <laughs> did this guy? Was this guy good at baseball? <laughs> yeah, he was a really good closer. Uh, he also said the media loves when there's a racial scandal or something, racism, bigotry. These are just hot button issues and the media loves it when they ask him why he's racist. Um, why he's racist? Yeah. He so was he's really, like confirming ra- he's racist. Yeah, yeah. When they asked him about like why they, he wasn't confirming he's racist, but he's like, oh, are you racist? Like, oh, people just really like, you know, to make a big deal out of things like this. Um, a lot of different things. You can read more about. Him and he just hates New York and he says that, uh, you know, he made a comment about gays and only gays can have AIDS. So if anyone has AIDS, they must be gay. George? Yep.
1: I think there's a fire alarm going off, so give me one second. All
0: right. Did <laughs> you hear that? Yeah, I was wondering what that was. It's
1: probably like one of the neighbors. So it's not here. You're gonna have to excuse us if there's a weird editing moment where you hear some buzzing noise or it cuts off and we restart because um the apartment i'm in the mechanical room for the elevator just exploded and there was a fire so there was a 20 minute fire alarm in the middle of this podcast and i did not know what was going on until now and it finally stopped the good news george nobody was hurt in this moment there was no injuries the mechanical room exploded the firemen put it out Nobody was in the elevator, thankfully, and uh, the alarm's gone. So there actually was a fire, but we were stuck on what's his name, John Perry, and you probably hear in the
0: background. Wee, wee, wee. And it that's was why. John. It was John Rocker, but John I mean, Rocker. it's okay once you know because you just went through a well, very traumatic moment. <laughs> um, I'm glad you survived, um, and I'm glad that the fire wasn't very big. We survived, baby. But that's why this edit will sound kind of weird for a second.
1: But we're back, baby. And John All Rocker, right. it is.
0: John Rocker, it is. So you probably heard part of stuff of John Rocker. So I hear, I'm I'm gonna go through his like main quote from Sports Illustrated that really got everyone fired up. Once again, his words, not mine. Kids in the background probably don't need them to be listening to this. Um, and then also after that. He was on a Reddit, uh, Ask Me Anything, and he had some great responses about a couple years ago. So you want to also hear about those. So the biggest thing and the biggest controversy would have made him the most hated man in sports in New York when the Braves were heading into town. In an interview with Sports Illustrated, he said, he said they asked him, why do you hate playing in New York? He said, imagine having to take the number seven train to the ballpark looking like you're riding through Beirut next to some kid with purple hair next to some queer with AIDS right next to some dude who's just got out of jail for the fourth time right next to some 20 year old mom of four kids New York is depressing
1: damn this guy I'm telling you he would not be surviving in this uh in this time I mean he's only 40 something so I wonder he's 47. Uh, he uh, was he has a Instagram. I really wonder if he has a Twitter because that
0: place is probably volatile. Yes, absolutely. Are you ready for some of his uh, his responses on Reddit?
1: What do you mean some of his responses on
0: Reddit? Well, because he had a reddit ask me anything where he hosted like a reddit chat room and people could ask him anything. Okay, okay. So one user wrote to him and said, "My gay friend Steve just told me to go fuck yourself." Rocker responded, sounds like you may have some tendencies, Davey. If you weren't gay, you would call yourself David, not Davey. Not that being gay makes you a bad person. Kind of uh, going back to what got him in trouble. He also went on to call one harasser a fucking loser and told another person on Reddit to enjoy living in your mom's basement until you're 40, beating off to Baywatch reruns at 2 in the morning.
1: Yeah, this guy's insane.
0: And my favorite one, um, so he went on and said, my skin is so thick you cannot absolutely get to me. And then that same user said, why are you so racist? He responded, racist? Question mark. If dating three black women Dennis Martinez's daughter, who's Nicaraguan, and God knows how many women from Puerto Rico and Venezuela makes me racist. Then I guess you got me. How does it feel being a sheep who is spoon-fed every opinion you had by some blathering talking head on TV?
1: Like I said, if this guy had a Twitter, it'd probably be pretty entertaining. And you know, he he does sound like one of those guys that, for being honest, for a second, like you know. He's one of those dudes that just speaks his mind. He's old school. He's probably not racist. I mean, like, he probably doesn't, like, hate anybody of a certain color, but he probably just believes that you can say whatever you want, and that doesn't necessarily work in these times.
0: Uh, It didn't even work in the 90s when he was pitching. No, I
1: I understand, but that's not the point. The point is it doesn't work for some people, uh, like, hearing that stuff. But at the end of the day, like... I don't know him as a person. You don't know him as a person. For all we know, he might be a guy that's not racist and the people around him doesn't think he is, but he's just one of those that lives in these lives in these times where you can't say these type of things because when you do, the first thought
0: people are going to have is that you're racist. <laughs> yeah, and I want some truth serum to the guy who wrote uh, all the episodes for Eastbound and Downs and writers for that show. I want to know if it, it does portray John Rocker in real life on purpose it, it might you never know that
1: very similar it's a very right, similar where do you world. put
0: him on the uh the antonio browno meter he's pretty high he's like a nine he's a nine all right don't you think uh yeah he's definitely I mean, you, a nine. you can't just ask the question and have no opinion oh i have an opinion i think he's a nine as well i said i agree with your analysis yeah he, he's he's right there because he's kind of nutty the the quotes are just something else but once again,
1: I know there's no specific story of him, maybe like you know, like Antonio Brown, like hurting somebody or
0: misdemeanors. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: his record's clean, so he can't be at Antonio Brown level. Yeah, I do okay. like though. He's imagine riding the seven train like you're going through Beirut.
1: <laughs> See, the the thing is, like, okay, that can come across. We're Middle Eastern, so we're Middle Eastern. That's Beirut. why we can laugh about yeah. it. Like, it doesn't offend me, right? Not me. there. he's not saying f those people. He's just saying. There's hella Arabs on these train and there's a lot of people that he's like, I don't feel like I'm an American that if he doesn't like that, then you don't like New York. Like for me, it doesn't offend me, but it's kind of funny because you know what? If you're in New York, you probably are going to see exactly what he said. I don't
0: have a problem with it, but obviously he doesn't love it. I mean, just the way he said it driving through Beirut next to a guy with purple hair. Yeah. I mean, that's what you would see in
1: New York, correct? Right? Exactly. He described <laughs> it correctly. Yeah. It just depends how you want to interpret him. All right. Who's next? Dennis Rodman.
0: Yeah, uh, this is an obvious one.
1: And this one is compared to how I was saying Mike Tyson. This guy's nuttiness. And this this one's not like at a level of a bad person nutty. This one is just a true craziness, true nutty. And he'd probably say it himself. And he's one of the guys that actually the nuttiness, I think, affected him positively in his sport, right? Yeah, the way elevated down. Yeah. Same thing. Elevated, affected him positively, right? It mm-hmm. wasn't negative. So he was crazy and energetic and nutty. And that's how he played the game of basketball, with rebounding, with his defense, with just the nuttiness, the hair colors. I think the Im- intimidation factor of his nuttiness played a big role. And of course... The off the court stuff, marrying himself, the care, the Vegas stories, the all these different things, all play a role. But Dennis Rodman is on this list, not in a negative way, but in a really fun, positive way. I would say.
0: Yeah, no, totally. I mean, there's not much to say there. Everyone knows a lot about Dennis Rodman. Um, I'm gonna. I, there's two of them you came up with on the list. I'm gonna leave them for you. I'm gonna go with my, one of the guys I wrote on there and just online because you know, this was my little bit of three minute research. John Daly. The golfer. Um, John Daly is nuts, ac- according to this article I'm reading, from his alcohol and drug addictions to his unbelievable erratic play on the course. He'll blow up and shoot a 16 on a hole or be out on the course of no shirt and no shoes, which he's done before in a major tournament. But what's crazy about him is his life outside of sports. Uh, he's been found outside of a Hooters restaurant absolutely like hammered and got arrested. He had frequent problems of drugs and gambling, and um, a popular alcoholic drink inclu- that includes Arnold Palmer and Vodka is nicknamed the John Daly.
1: Yeah, I've heard about this a lot lately. Um, he's uh, considered a legend to a lot of people, more than yes. anything, um, because of this erraticness that he has when it comes to the game of golf especially, right? The game of golf... Doesn't necessarily require to be in tip top shape, but the game of golf requires classiness, quietness, you know, respect, all these different things. But he does the opposite. He's loud. He drinks. He smokes. He, you know, dresses different, acts different. He has a whole nother level to it. And there's something about that that's perfect, right? When you hear him talk about it, he's such a funny interesting dude and you know i honestly don't you think the game of golf and you know he's obviously not like a tiger woods level right winning like masters but how cool would it be if somebody was that kind of nutty winning like something like the masters
0: it'd be crazy i'm just checking um while while we're talking has he ever won a major tournament because i think john daly has won a major before and if he has that makes it even cooler so yeah, he has. He's won uh, the PGA Championship in 1991. He had, and tied third for the Masters. So he's actually won a major too, which, like you said, like it's a gentleman's sport, and he's like definitely not the gentleman of the sport.
1: Yeah, it's kind of that. Like, it's one of those weird moments. Like, oh, he won a major. Like the golf community probably some of the golf community probably hated it, but the fans probably loved it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Of, of That's thing, the right? best way to put it. The PGA was not happy. No, they would have rather had someone else win than John Daly. All right, who do you got next? Um, we have number whatever it is, Ron.
1: I went with a guy that's not necessarily an athlete, even though I'm. He's played basketball, you know, like he 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 was an athlete at some point. But his nuttiness comes from his coaching. But I had to throw on Bobby Knight. Um, I just feel like when you talk about a list of nutty people in sports. There's no way you can't have chair throwing, choking out, player freaking out, verbal abuse, Bobby Knight on
0: the list. There's no way. I mean, he he, he just he he's a shoo Um, I, I'm kind of ashamed I didn't even think of him because maybe because I didn't think of an athlete. And you came up with him really quick on this list and yeah, spot on, dude, spot on. He has some. He he has the craziest coaching
1: moments in the history of all sports. I don't know if there's – I mean, like – I've never seen anyone take a
0: chair and throw it across the field. No. What about, like, choking out players? Never seen anyone choke out players before other than him. So that's that's usually choking people, I think. I mean, we've seen a player uh, who's not on the list of like Charles Spirol choke a coach. But that was just one moment. Like, I, I feel like you have to have more than one moment to be on the list. So Bobby Knight has multiple, multiple moments. I wonder if you looked
1: at, like, Bobby Knight's – uh best moments or like Bobby Knight quotes. I think that's something that we, uh, like, <laughs> yeah, here's, this is what I was talking about. There's like certain things where it's like, he's not, you don't think about what was the, what was the pitcher's name? John, John Rocker. Yeah. You don't think about maybe Bobby Knight is just a quotes guy, but if you go through some of these, I mean, like his, his, first one is when my time on earth is, is gone and my activities here are past i want them to b- bear me upside down and the critics can kiss my ass like That's it's not good. like you <laughs> know like it's not like something crazy crazy We just like i don't give a fuck type yeah of
0: guy. I, I like that i like that i mean i don't know if, I, I think today he wouldn't have lasted 35 years in indiana probably lasted 3.5 years in indiana but still great coach yeah, and he even, <laughs> if
1: I were in charge, I'd drug test all you sons of bitches, not just the athletes. He said to the Indiana student body during a uh, during a pep rally.
0: Probably right. <laughs> they Probably most of them would test positive.
1: And apparently he hated the NBA, George. Bobby Knight once said, if the NBA was on Channel 5 and a bunch of frogs making love were on Channel 4, I'd watch the frogs, even if they were coming in fuzzy. Like th- this guy actually has like look at this guy. Okay. This guy's crazy. He has another one. I tell you what really fries my ass when somebody gets <laughs> on me for the way I look fat overweight. Well, I might be fat or overweight, but no, I, <laughs> well, I might, I may be overweight, but I'm sure not fat. I guarantee you I'm a better athlete than, I don't even know what that says. It's, it's blurred out. Then something body writing to this day, they don't want to play tennis with me. They don't want to play me in golf. They don't want to fucking run with me.
0: <laughs> you know, uh, to be fair, ooh, God, I actually I had something to say. How did that quote start? Uh, really, <laughs> If you want, if you,
1: I tell you what really fries my ass. Is that what? It was okay, that, that's
0: where I was going to go. You've said grind my gears before, but I think fries my ass is my new favorite thing. You know what really fries my ass? Well, grinds my gears
1: is like an actual saying. I don't know if I fries know. my ass is something that people actually uh, tend to say. So he, as always
0: is quite as someone, who, you know, who is suffering from ass frying right now. I have to say, I love that. Quote. <laughs> I, I should probably give some context on there. Uh, I, I have a really bad rash and it happens to be on my ass. So, so there you go. Just shingles type of ass,
1: uh, rash. So it's ass frying. There's your ass frying. <laughs> and he did play basketball at Ohio State f- for three years. So I guess it's allowed to put him on the athlete's list, by the way.
0: All right. Right? Yeah, that, there you that, go. That makes sense. That is, yeah, that really he really fried my ass. All right. Uh, my next one, because we talked about throwing chairs, I'm going to talk about a guy who used while he was coaching a throne on the sidelines, and that's Diego Maradona, the soccer player from Argentina, Napoli, uh, Barcelona. He actually used a throne when he was a head coach. He just passed away this year and sat on a throne instead of a regular chair while coaching a team in Argentina. And during the 1980s, while he was the best soccer player in the world, he twice went to the hospital on a cocaine overdose um, in the middle of the season. I don't know if it gets crazy with that.
1: Yeah, he, I mean, unfortunately, if you want to get sad, he died because of the same type of shit.
0: Yes. He, I mean, well, recently, they, think, they actually think there's no, no, uh, denying or, okay. Well, I'll yeah. tell you that's what happened. Yeah. I mean,
1: like, you, you're not a cocaine addict and then you just die randomly at age 50 without it probably being yeah. either your brain failing because of the drugs or because you were doing drugs again. So it probably relates to his. His death, unfortunately.
0: Um, His is like kind of sad, but he's crazy at the same time. It is. And if you haven't watched yet, and maybe that was something we can do as like a bonus episode at some point we'll talk about later, like the Diego Maradona documentary on HBO is an absolute like whirlwind of absolute craziness. Like you watch it and you're like, what the heck?
1: Yeah. Well, that's what for him, like... I don't want it to come across as he's just on the crazy because of a drug addiction. It's not just that, right? No, like, no. You know, this isn't like Josh Gordon where it's like, ha ha, craziest athlete. Josh Gordon had an addiction like in the NFL. No, this is like, even if you eliminate some of the cocaine stuff,
0: like the guy was just crazy. Like, he, and he, he got involved with the Italian mob while he was playing in Italy. Yes, he's crazy. Like yeah. I said, like the guy's just
1: crazy. So he has to fit on this list. Um he's like a nine as well. There's only one person on this list, maybe two. Um one male, one female that I think we should leave to the end that okay. I believe will be the two that are maybe on the Antonio Brown o-meter because they actually maybe harmed other people. Okay, so I know
0: which <laughs> two you're talking
1: about. So I'm going I'm going to let you hit your last one and then we can hit okay. the last two together. Uh you hit All right. you, you you hit a uh one of your NFL players I'll hit the NFL player of mine and then you can do the final one which everyone should know what it is but
0: it's a female. Okay. Well, I mean I guess this one like he also physically harmed people too but Bill Romanowski Romanowski. Romanowski. Uh, yeah, hard to say for some reason. Uh, he was one of the most feared and craziest and most hated players to ever play the game. Uh, Part of his routine before the game was he would cut the bridge of his nose, like the top of his nose, and that would get some blood going so you can feel the blood going on (laughs) before the game. Um, He got sued by one of his teammates for crushing him in the eye socket because he punched his own teammate in 2003. He's been accused of spitting on people um, in the bottom of piles and trying to bite them. Able to make them like go of a ball when it's fumbled so he can recover the fumbles he he was just a nasty, nasty, nasty guy, and he admitted to taking steroids um, a lot of it might have been uh steroid rage horroid rage, whatever they say,
1: yeah, he used steroids and human growth hormones yeah. um and what's interesting is though, like you know he's kind of had a nice little comeback in like being a cool guy like on Colin Cowherd show a lot on radio shows. Being a really interesting interview, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But he's like self-proclaimed crazy, right? Like, yeah, he's one of those like guys. Like, are you crazy? He'd be like, yes. Um, The only problem is like some of the craziness comes with sadness, which is like uh, the fact that he I just looked it up. He's had twenty reported, just reported concussions during his career, right? Yeah. Um, So. That's a lot to have reported, and there's probably even more that were unreported. And as most people fear, if you read online, is like he's probably one of those most feared with CTE type of situations. Um, but he, you know, he's one of those, like I said, self-proclaimed crazy, and he kind of like lives up to it in a cool way. Like when he interviews, uh, he's been interviewed on like Colin Coward show a lot over the last couple of years. Like he comes in hot, talking, just talking, yeah and like, he
0: sounds nuts
1: yeah he's like oh this game you know like that like he has that drive in his voice like i'm about right. to say something or do something crazy
0: <laughs> no i totally agree um i don't really got much more on bill romanowski but i do want to add one guy on the list before we get you to the final i'd not add i just want to honorable mention one person Sure, john McEnroe. i, I mean he's because he, no tennis player got on this list his outbursts were pretty crazy. But outside of that, he was pretty good off, off the field and stuff. like, Or off the courts, I guess, is the best way to put it. But he had some great outbursts on referees.
1: Yeah, there was one more person I was potentially thinking of, and I can't remember who who it was. I was thinking about somebody that's like, hey, you're not on the list, but you might be. I wish I could, I could think of it. Yeah. Um, I've seen. I'm. I'm like googling George, like wild athletes, like Ricky Williams. He's kind of crazy, but like his is like funny crazy. Like remember, like we retired once, and like what just went to go ride
0: elephants, like in a different country. Weed, yeah. But now like smoking weed is legal, so he probably just play football.
1: And maybe a honorable mention that I don't even want to compare him to. He's not at the level of AB, but like Terrell Owens was like the first the the calmer variation of AB as well. Um, in the sense of like he, you know, they've pushed it sit ups outside of his house type of shit and whatever. Yeah, yeah, but but, not,
0: like, but not, not nothing too. He 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 walked the fine line, but never stepped over it. And maybe Chad Johnson a little bit as well. Yeah. With weirdness. Ocho
1: Cinco, Ocho Cinco is more weirdness, right? Yeah, he was more funny, actually. I think yeah. he was, it was all a shtick, to be honest. He, he'd fit if this list was just nutty people, like for fun. But like, we're talking
0: about people that also have some serious craze to them. Like absolutely some serious like nuts Antonio Brown yes. and the last two on this list, Sammy, I'll let you go first and I'll go with the last one. This one. I don't want to talk about much. I just wanted to say it so badly. And the, and this is going to be, he's on the Antonio
1: Brown-o meter because he might've actually probably did harm others. And I'm going to say Ray Lewis, let's just keep it a buck, George. The guy was in a murder trial. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. We also, before I get there, we forgot to say, it's kind of sad she's he's dead now, but Aaron Hernandez would be on this list probably somewhere too. Different yeah, but that's a different type of crazy. Like, no one wants to talk about it. Like, right. just like, eh. But Ray Lewis was in a murder trial. Um, and, you know, <laughs> him and O.J. Simpson, they might, have, <laughs> might be both of them. <laughs> like, murder trials, like that's not normal first and foremost to even be considered for a murder trial, but forget OJ Simpson for a second. He's made a great, they've both made these great comebacks in their life now somehow too. But Ray Lewis, even without a murder trial has that fucking crazy in him, right? The way he talks, if we think Bill Romanowski talks crazy, just go listen to a Ray Lewis interview. The way he plays on the field, like is almost a Bill Romanowski esque. Um, it's Bill Romanowski with a murder case. And if you okay. have a murder case, you got to be you gotta be on the top 10 craziest people.
0: All right, I, I accept it. I, I feel like it's a controversial one because a lot of people think he didn't do it. But the dancing, the all, all the antics, the, he was pretty nuts. Let's just say that. And still is kind of nuts. And if not him, then I'm throwing OJ on there. If you
1: don't like the Ray Lewis, then OJ. One of them, you got to believe one of them did it.
0: I mean, odds are, right? 50 50. OJ's out now, though. So, yeah, let's not, let's this, this be careful what we say about OJ and Ray Lewis on air. We love we, you guys. <laughs> love the purpose. best. Both very, very innocent. I take them off my list. I love you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the last person on this list is Tanya Harding, and she's the craziest female athlete in history. Uh, if you don't know Tanya Harding, most people know the story. She hired people to brutally attack and beat the shit out of Nancy Kerrigan, who was her biggest skating rival right before the Olympics, so she would be hurt and not be able to compete against her. And I'll leave it at that. I mean, there's nothing uh, more crazy than hiring someone to physically harm your opponent before a big competition.
1: Yeah. Um, honestly, She's Antonio Brown, a meter 10, right? Right. I mean, um, you can't,
0: I mean, that's there's nothing crazier you can do for
1: her. She's the type of person that might surpass Antonio Brown, right? Because Antonio Brown seems to harm himself a lot and harm those around him, but not to the point where we've ever heard of him making a, a like, never heard of him setting up a hit job. To like never. physically brutally beat like the corner that like oh i have a hit job on richard sherman this week before we play the seahawks <laughs> like never he didn't go to that extent um she's gotta be like number one on the list if you really think about it george like, yes
0: i i actually agree with you you're talking
1: about like i you're you're playing in a competitive sport right which a lot of people in competitive sports, even boxing, as crazy as Mike Tyson is. A lot of times, like post a fight, like you hug it out. Right. You tell each other like that was that was meant for in the ring, right? Football, it's usually on the field, off the field hugs. Last night, Brown's the Steelers, right? No matter how much intensely he's on the field, Brown's players are giving Ben Rosberger a hug. What a career. Like respect, respect. NBA players do it. This woman. Put a hit job
0: on her opponent. She didn't even want to compete with them. She that's what the, I was gonna say. She didn't even want to compete. You're right. That's the biggest part of it. Like she was like, nah, fuck this. I'd rather hurt her. I'd rather have this person physically hurt in real life so I can win this competition and not even have to compete. I that's can't weird. believe like she thought, like, who was like, all right, man, she's tough competition. What do you want to do? You want to train pretty hard? Nah, just go hire someone and beat the shit out of her. Like, that's that's like clinically insane if you really think about it, like it would be like literally, like I said, like
1: somebody being like, Oh, I'm facing uh, Tom Brady tomorrow. Okay. We should on the highway, put a banana peel, like on a certain place or like have somebody from afar, shoot his banana uh, Mario card now. Yeah. That was the point (laughs) and have him or like outside of his parking spot, make sure. So when he steps out of the car, he slips and falls and hits his head. Like that's how we're going to beat Tom Brady. Like, Oh, so you want to physically injure him in real life?
0: So yeah, you don't have to play. Nuts! That's nuts. Whatever ha- did like, she ended up in jail, right? Yeah, I think so. She got into, like some deep shit. Uh, let me see. The and how can he get confirmed? On. You know. I don't know, but she had to withdraw from the US skating championship. In the years following the attack, there have been many incidents involving harding to list. She's failed to stay straight and narrow to say the least. She has resorted to bo- she went to boxing to make a living, but she was forced to retire due to asthma. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's weird. Uh um, what took her down was the asthma. She's like, and <laughs> not anything else. Is there any documentaries on her? There's gotta yeah, be. Yeah, there's right? a thirty for thirty on it on ESPN. I don't know why I haven't watched a thirty for thirty yet. I don't know why I haven't either. So I think that's something we should uh, definitely watch soon.
1: Yeah. Well, George, you know what I'm doing. This is this, I don't know why I've done this twice. Tell today, me. Like I'm checking out her Instagram. Just want to see like how nuts she is now. She has an Instagram. Wow, that's pretty cool. The real Tanya Harding, two-time U.S. champ, two-time Olympian, world silver medal, international figure skating champion. The I tanya movie oh look at this girl she she looks like a karen no offense to anybody out there named karen but you, you get the joke <laughs> right someone's,
0: mad. someone's probably mad right now oh george
1: during Ooh. the holidays, she had 25 percent off her uh cameos personalized videos
0: oh, oh that's been such a good
1: personalized
0: video.
1: <laughs> <laughs> who buys her cameos It's got to be like white elephant jokes.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a white elephant joke. Like, Merry Christmas. I hope that no one hurts you this this holiday season.
1: Imagine paying for that. Wow. Well, this is not a sponsor for Tanya Harding's uh, cameos, but if you want to prank anybody, you can get a Tanya Harding cameo for somebody's birthday or holiday. What a time.
0: (laughs) What a time, man. 2022. Well,
1: that was our 10 plus like five other mentions in between craziest athletes, nuttiest, whatever you want to call it. Right. I th- I think insane, insane, insane. Cause it does, some of them are like clinically, I like crazy, like, Crazy
0: is more Google, 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 wow. Google, Googleable. Googleable.
1: Google, there you go. Sounds like gullable.
0: um,
1: crazy athletes. That's all we got. I think, um, This is the first week of 2022. This can be listened to anytime in the next couple of years. So just shouting out 2022. And, you know, if you're listening to this in the future, hopefully there's no more COVID. Um, Hopefully we don't get any too many more crazy athletes to add to this list. I don't think we need too many of those people in our lives, like ABs.
0: No, Um, no. Maybe one day we'll have to add to this, but you never know. But yep. it, it seems like, look, A.B. is the last is the first one to be on this list since who, right? Like, look at the people we named. It's been a while since, like— Like Ron Artest, and his Ron is Artest. Like, not even that bad. No, his and that was, what, like, 2003. So it takes yeah. every, like, 20 years someone gets on this list. Like, Antonio Brown accomplished something this Sunday. Yeah, he made it on the, like, I would watch a documentary about how insane you are list. Yeah. But yeah, like it's gonna way. be a while. It's gonna be a while. It's gonna be a while before someone uh, makes it back on this list. So, congratulations, Antonio Brown. You, did, you it. did something that's really hard to do. He's done a lot, actually, make the NFL win a Super Bowl,
1: get a 17th chance, and now take a shirt off and run off a field and make the crazy list. So, yeah. he's a lot of accomplishments. But with that said, this is the end of uh, our regular episode, George, and the bonus episode. So whatever you're listening to, we appreciate it, y'all, um, and leave us a review on Spotify and on Apple. Now you can do it on either one. So go leave us a five star review. Check us out at thesportsontap.com. Check us out at the Sports on Tap, um, on all social media, and at Pod That on all social media. Um, and you'll find George and I on the bios of of Pod That to find our social media as well. And
0: uh, we appreciate all the support, man. Absolutely. Thank you for so much for listening. And please share this with a friend. Send it to someone. The best um, form of marketing, we like to say, is always word of mouth. Send it to a friend. Send me a screenshot
1: of you sending it, and I'll send you a dollar on Venmo. Look at that, dude. I like that. Much love. And, uh, man, uh,
0: you know what we like to say, right? Yeah, man. Cheers to sports. Peace. You're listening to the Sports on Tap Podcast Network. Cheers to sports.